What's up, all you hitchhikers? We got another episode of The Strange Road coming at you. I'm your host, Mikey. Of course, as always, the bro host, Bub. And today, we have Stoner and Disboro hanging out in Master Control. Those guys are always dialing in. Uh, we got that big camera look. There it is. Hey, hard at work in there, hitting lots of <laughs> buttons, making sure it's all running smooth. Look at all those. Hey, screens. I want to say this though, just appreciate that when we do these shows, we turn off the fan that we usually have, and those guys that cools that office. Cook. So they shut that door. <laughs> All of that stuff starts humming, yeah. and I'm not even sure. They might get a little bit of BPUs, and the you know yeah. hairs on the heads might be standing it's up, but like it a, definitely gets hot, because like you a, hear that fan right after the show's over, like, Brick Ooh. oven, yeah, that door opens, <laughs> kicks on. So, hope, I mean, today <laughs> Gotta we're- Gotta appreciate it. Um, we're, uh, it's, it's during the day, so the AC's gonna yep. be kicking in there for those guys, yep. so staying cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, as always, you guys can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at The Strange Road. The Facebook group is Rockin' Strange Road Hitchhikers. Um, and YouTube, you know, we always like to keep these live streams and all of our premieres and everything completely ad-free. A great way to support the show is the Super Sticker Super Chat. We really, really appreciate you guys. Like, subscribe, share if you love the content. Uh, let let people know about it. Yeah. Um, and then also you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and pretty much anywhere you where you get your podcast. Yep. Give us that five star rating. Uh, we really appreciate the hell out of you guys, all the listeners, and uh, yeah, I think we got a hell of a show today, Bub. We do. First of all, how we are do. you feeling? I'm great. Yeah. Feeling Saturday. Loose? You know, I'm just. I think we were talking about it earlier. Like time is just flying by. I feel great. Yeah, I feel great. It's been good. <clears throat> Sorry. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. I'm man. wonderful for today, Saturday. Hell yeah, dude. Well, let's hop into it. We're going to introduce our guest for tonight. Please welcome California Transplant, now living in Michigan, host of Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, songwriter, rapper, and audio engineer, Sean Chris. What's happening, Sean? How are you, brother? I'm good. What's up, fellas? Great. Doing What's great. What's up, dude? You know, just living the life. I'm I'm getting pumped up like I was telling you before for football. I'm a big football guy. So <laughs> it's our time. I was like, church is back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sean is a big Michigan fan for anybody that's oh, uh, that, that's wondering. And, of course, we're right here in the uh, capital of Ohio in the backyard of the or Ohio the State. Center. Yeah, so we yeah. had to talk a little trash, but came to the conclusion that we both – want OSU and Michigan to be good all the time. Just want to play the for, best. Just makes for a better season. You want to play the best. Uh, and, you know, pot, potentially getting both of those teams in the college football playoffs is always a blast. It's gonna be a, best it's gonna rivalry be in all sports. All sports. You got it. You said it. Hands down. You said it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Sean, with you got the show cooking, also your music, huge fan of. I mean, the production of, you know, what you're creating for yourself and also collaborating with other artists all over the place. Um, you know, the music that you do for your podcasts and uh, the intros. I know you're a big part of all that. Um, and then also, you know, the dynamic of the show with yourself and, and Joel Thomas, the co-host who's been on our show. Um, we just love what you guys are doing. You're killing it. Um, and so tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can find you if people are interested in uh, what you're doing. I appreciate that. Uh, you can find everything, the music, the podcast. Uh, we even have a disinformation said, uh, portion of the site now and merch up killthemockingbirds.com. That makes it easy and said you can find the socials on there, everything in a one-stop shop. 
<laughs> instead of having to, because at first we were saying like, oh, I was like, we need to get a website, man. I can't remember all these names, man. It's a, <laughs> a lot of stuff to keep up with. Because we were saying the Telegram for a while and then we're like, mm, oh, just go to the website, man. It makes it a lot easier. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much, I think, everything. And what we do pretty much is I started like this podcast in like 2020. Like everybody, like a ton of people started in 2020 because we're like, oh, nothing really to do. I was like, bars are closed. Can't go to the bars. So got to figure out something else to do and started getting into it. And my whole thing was, is like to meet in the middle. I'm more of a middle type of person. I want to see what everybody's perspective is because I hear one guy yelling, oh, it has to be this and it has to be this. And I'm like, man, you know, when you get two stories, you usually want to a little bit's right here, a little bit's right here. And yeah. I use the same technique with all news and like conspiracies, paranormal, all that. I want to hear everybody's thoughts on it because I think there's a little pieces and everything. And it started out just like kind of like deciphering propaganda and sh- trying to really make an impact because it was during the whole, you know, ooh, 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 red alert stuff that you know, <laughs> that's for the YouTube censors, you know, oh. and which everybody knows once you say 2020, what I'm talking about that there was so polarizing views on both sides and we couldn't hear anything. Like I remember when I was telling people about Kerry Mullis and some guy was like, huh, where'd you find that on YouTube? I'm like, I mean, he did invent the PCR test. So, I mean, won a Nobel Peace Prize for it. And then that's when I knew like, oh, wow, people are really polarized. And I wanted to like kind of get people together. And I started off doing lives and talking to all kinds of different people. But then you also get some characters that sometimes say wild things that you're like, Whoa, Hey, let me uh, let you go, man. It's like, right. I could imagine how when people call into radio stations, I'm like, that's why they have somebody screen everybody. Sure. Cause that's people right. were, I was letting people hop on the lives and they you're, were saying things I didn't agree <laughs> with. Getting some, getting some hot <laughs> takes. Yeah. I was going to say that's ballsy because you never know. I mean, we, we run like virtual events and stuff like that. And it yeah. always comes up. It's like, well, do you open up the line to have somebody come on virtual? It's like, n- unless no, no. you know screen that what kind of number one equipment or you've vetted this person or talked to them, bringing them up on stage during a live event. That's that's, that's nice. playing roulette. Yeah, that's roulette. There but, was one bad incident where I switched it up. That's where I was like, mm, I don't think I could do because I wanted to yeah. have like a people's form. I really, <laughs> you know, in this spectrum yeah. of what we talk about, there is some incels, to be quite honest, and people that are like obsessed with certain topics that right. it has to be this. These are the bad guys. And if you don't talk about this or this is how it is, and you, you get a lot of that polarization mm-hmm. echo chamber, I started like kind of bringing on guests and then just bring, breaking down stuff. And then when I met Joel, because Joel had already came on the podcast probably like five, six times. And we had like our first show actually completely erased typical uh joel antics which i would learn later you know what i mean like I know. literally yeah. like we were on instagram live and it just went boop and kicked us both off i didn't have any, it didn't record on my roadcaster wow didn't record on uh, instagram I was, like, I was about to say joel like some people are like a haunted man or a haunted woman joel is like a whatever it is like he's got like a a <laughs> A buzz about him yeah. that has yeah. that kind of uh, aura There's just, where it's like, did my line just get cut? Did yeah. it sound like somebody just clicked <laughs> in on that and now they're listening? Because I keep saying, dude, yeah. in a lot of episodes, I'm like, I think Joel's right about Project Bluebeam with all this stuff that's coming out. I'm like, I'm not oh, sure because yeah. like, it feels like everything's boiling plate hot. And like I'm just yeah. like every time, like I think he was spot on. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's where we kind of came up with it together because we both like we have different of opinions on things, but we have a lot of the same goals and the same like route we're taking the routes might be different but the end goal is we kind of like yep. hey this is how it should be 
And we both think it's important to question everything. Like as far as like push back on like, hey, well, what, what is up with Bluebeam? Hey, what is up with this? Is this a thing? Instead of just like, oh, we're all in. Like yeah. oh, we sure, get a lot sure. of stuff for flat earthers. Flat earthers are not, they are not, they're about to not be our friends too. Cause we got in September, we got a little gift for them coming from our, on our shadow bat syndicate uh, show. We're going to get a little skit going. <laughs> a little oh, sneak dude, You guys don't play. I love it. Oh, you don't hold God. back. That's like, uh, again, like I said, much love, much respect for what you guys are doing. Yeah. Cause you know, our show is a fun show. You know, there's a lot of the topics that you guys cover that Bub and I have been into yeah. and have been on aware of and on the radar. And, and we dig into on our strange happening shows where we kind of get to play around with a lot of the stuff that you guys touch on. So to be able to have Joel on and kind of mix it up a few months back and have you on to yes. kind of, you know, bring some of this, um, you know, whether it's psyops or uh, these kind of institutional uh, things that we kind of see happen, but people just kind of blow off as, as just, uh, you know, nothing to, to see here, but someone like yourself sees these things kind of unfolding in the public and your eyebrow kind of raises and, and you start digging in, um, which, you know, we, we respect that and, uh, love what you guys are doing. Um, and so when you, when Joel came on board, um, was that last year or the year before, how long have you guys been hosting, co-hosting together? Over a year now, it started like uh, May. Uh, like I said, we did a podcast before a couple of times. Like, and I had wanted to ask him for a while because I would I work better with a partner. I could do some like shows, like, and I'm doing my little solo show, but I prefer to have like a bounce back because it, it just helps you when like comedic timing coming mm -hmm. up with because sometimes someone would say something and you're like, oh man, I could come back with this yeah. to make it funnier. It just helps, and we both have that chemistry of like wanting to be creative. And that we both believe that it's all connected. Like somehow, we don't know how. Right. Like I, I don't have like claim to be like, hey, here's the blueprint of everything. But right. with the occult, paranormal, conspiracies, the propaganda, we're like, there's bits and pieces everywhere. So that's like where we connect. And then we went hard in May. Yeah, and then we just started going boom, boom. And then let's be consistent. Because before Joel too, it was harder. Because like sometimes you need a person too to push you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need someone that's going to be like, Hey man, we got to get this done because if you don't, you're like, ah, no, I'll get it later. Right? And then you know yeah. you 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 upload ten episodes in one day, and you're like, oh man, I got to catch up. So right. Then we started becoming that. Hey, let's drop one a week. Let's be consistent. Now we're trying yeah. to like add a little bit more elements to it, and that comes with having other people. Like now, I don't have to run the Instagram. He can help me run the Instagram. He helped mm -hmm. with the website. Like instead of like feeling overwhelmed, where you're like, man, I don't think we're gonna get this done. <laughs> like I was talking about the website for two years. You know, like, yeah, yeah, it's going to come, guys. Like, I had it, like, the domain saved. You know what I mean? I'm like, I got the domain. Like, just the rest of it. But having a partner that's, like, just as passionate as trying to become successful and passionate about the topics we talk about, it really makes a good team. And that's why we work well together. Plus, we don't really take a lot of stuff personal. And even, like, on our on our off the air stuff, like, we talk all the – that's where it started because we talked so much. I was like, dude, you want to just, like, be the yeah. host, man? I've been trying to look for a coast and I wanted to ask you. I just thought you were busy because you're doing music and stuff. He's like, oh man, I've been wanting to be on a podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah. there you go. That's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, you guys are great together too. You're both musicians. You both care about the quality. You're both kind of, you know, in production in, in some way or another. So it, it's just, it shows. It, it, it The quality comes through. The dynamic comes through. Um, yeah, we're just super stoked to see, you know, where you guys have, have since we've been following you. Um, just where the show's heading 
and uh, keep it up, man, for real. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about, you know, propaganda is something that we think that, well, America doesn't do propaganda. You know, the Russians do propaganda. China does yeah. propaganda. The, Everybody does propaganda. The Nazis propaganda. Did, did propaganda. But, you know, we're, Everybody does we're someone, well, we don't do that to other people, right? I mean, you know, what, what do you find kind of the, I guess, the root of where that started here in the U.S. and kind of where you see we, where we are now with what you're seeing? Most of it goes back to, like we were talking before, Edward Bernays, like before, right before we started recording. Edward Bernays was huge because he's like, the, I think he's the nephew of Sigmund Freud. And that, that like, so he took the art of, of psychology and put it into propaganda slash PR. So PR is just the same thing as propaganda. Like marketing things is this to people is a similar tactic. It's the same tactic just for different reasons, right? Like most propaganda is like, hey, we want to go into this war. Like, you you know, we see all the Disney cartoons where you're like, man, Donald Duck's fighting the Nazis, man. Right. We should jump join in. You know what I mean? Right, like, dude. Hey, we should fight up. Walt so Disney was a huge was, part of that. Sure. Oh, huge. Sure. Huge. Curry favor for, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that those campaigns we started seeing first was like, for instance, I think they came up to uh, Edward Bernays and they were like, man, we, we want to sell more sausage or something like that. And they were like, man. Breakfast, eggs, sausage, bacon. There you go. Or I'm not sure if it was sausage, but it was one of those products, one of the meat products that they wanted to sell more. It was something and like so that. So they came up with the bacon. idea of breakfast. It was, it was something like that oh, because it, was it wasn't a very yeah. high-valued meat. Well, like, how do I we, think it was bacon because the underbelly, they're like, we don't have any – there's so much fat yeah. that they didn't have any way to you know use it for much. So stripping it and then figuring out how to sell it. Yeah. And, and Bernays with the breakfast. See, I didn't realize that was Bernays. I so, heard that story. All these things I've heard about, I feel like just he never did. had a name to it. I feel like he also did, and you might know if I'm wrong on this. I'm not sure. I might have to look and correct myself later. But I feel like he did the I Want You Uncle Sam poster. Mm. Like that was one of his. It's possible. I'm not positive on that one, though. I feel like he was doing that for the government, right? So before he ever went and figured out how to advertise something, he was how he, they were using him for war efforts how to get people to enlist, how to go into it, et cetera. So he was kind of mm-hmm. doing war propaganda to start You're for exactly the right. I just looked it up. Yes. Yeah, so You're he was, exactly right. He was, was pulling Edward people Bernays. in. And then afterwards, wow. he started thinking, can I use this in the public sector? This was nothing that had been used before. They're like, hey, can you get people that, like, can we make them want to fight in a so war? Bacon. bacon. And then he was like, can I go do this with other things? Like, and that's like Sean was saying, that's where it's born. That's where PR and um, all of your uh, advertising and all that's where all of that comes from. Is he yeah. just started figuring out what does this mean to people versus is it a car that, you know, gets you, it said, you know, 40 miles a gallon and is reliable or does it make you feel like you're a celebrity uh, because you're driving it? Like that's what you get told now. If it you flipped. buy this item or this or this, you're going to feel this way about it versus this is what the product will do for you mm-hmm. or it's reliability or what happens. This is why you need it. This is why you need to do this. It's always this is why. How it's going to make you're it. you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. I don't have that car. I can't do this. Or like I need this specific thing. Or, hey, we need to go to war because, hey, these guys are really bad. And I think they took a lot of that stuff, too, because around that same time when Edward Bernays is coming up, you got propaganda from, you know, the Nazis, mm-hmm. Stalin propaganda, sure. all that stuff as well. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, Hitler stole a lot of his propaganda. It was the same propaganda as Stalin because everybody uses fascists and communists. To me, it's the same thing, man. 
It's really the same thing. I think they just like rebranded them because if you look at some of the old Hitler posters, they are identical to the Stalin oh, posters. Yeah. And they said that what they did was they cha- made a few changes because people weren't really liking the idea of how Stalin ran things because they already saw how it was. So they tweak the little things and go, boop, there you go. And like that, now it's more presentable. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. they want is they want you. That's why like now the propaganda has switched and they're like, you know, a nationalist is bad, right? They associate a nationalist with Hitler because that's mm-hmm. what they wanted. Like, hey, be prideful in your country. But right. what people don't see is that it's just forms of manipulation and to get you and push you into directions that they need you to go. Yeah. And that's how they got. They were like, hey, well, look how well it's working over here. What? And. Remember, too, that at the same time, you had eugenics programs going on in the United States of America, which also Hitler was a big fan of. So I think they were trading a lot of ideas at that Mm -hmm. time of like, hey, whoa, that's some good propaganda over there. And like you said at first, people assume that it's like, oh, you know, outsiders, they do propaganda because they're trying to say like talk bad about us. Then as it progressed, they go, yeah, well, we do propaganda, too, but not here. Not here. We, We only out there because we have to protect ourselves. And then, you know, we got Operation Mockingbird, which blew it open, which is actually why I call it Kill the Mockingbirds, because I was like, I've always been deep into the the Operation Mockingbird. Just like, that's why I don't trust the media, because I'm like, all right, yeah, is that a real story? Right. Let me go check it out. And really what, hard what's sometimes to figure it made. out. Yeah, yeah. And when did that come out? Because that's that's an actual, people don't realize, but that's a real declassified document that actually had Senate uh, committee hearings over. Project Mockingbird, I mean, you mean? Yeah. Can oh. you talk a little bit about the actual project and, and how it came to light, if you can? Yeah, they had the, the church committee. So that right. was, I think, in 75, 76. Like the program had been around for a long time, like Operation Mockingbird, if people do not know what that is, is where they were infiltrating media, not always people wise, but pushing stories or having like, you know, editors, uh, different news readers like that they would implant or implant stories some way where they, they would embellish get hand on it. Yep. It, it, uh, they would embellish on things to push the. Uh, court of public opinion their way because that's the most important thing that everybody's trying to get is because you can't have everybody against which if nobody wants to go to war there's no way you can go to war because you're going to get a revolt so they have to figure out a way to like how can we make them want to go to war how do we sell and then they would sell like and how do we sell tanks and and we got to sell these f-16s we got to go to war War we got to get this money a lot of money war makes a lot of money Huge amounts of money. Yep. And that's really what they use it for. Or that was the like, it seemed to be, and and different things that they wanted, right? Like if you wanted like people to be a certain way, I believe that like a lot of like this ties between like where there's racism and people separating people by race. I mm-hmm. that's a lot of propaganda. For sure. People get upset with that. And I'm like, no, it's true because they don't want the working class to speak to each other. Mm-hmm. They want you to hate someone based on their, their culture, the skin color, or not necessarily hate, but you're like, yeah, well, they're a bad guy. Like, I've heard people tell me before, like, man, you know there's uh, cities in Mexico? You're like, yeah, yeah, there's cities in Mexico, man. Like, it's not, what do you think it was mud huts? Wait, 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 what do you mean? Like, right. they didn't think, like, Mexico had, like, like real people infrastructure in and cities? Yeah. And- For sure. Well, they see, like, uh, like, all the border cities, right? And where all the bad stuff happened. I'm like, sure. oh, like I always tell people, go to Gary, Indiana. You're not going to think sure. USA is doing very well either. No. Yeah. We just drove through Gary on last weekend, coming back <laughs> from Chicago. Yeah, Dude. we've got some wild zones in the U.S. still. And that's where the Jackson 5 grew up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of the propaganda because we were like 
we're the good guys. We're the ones that do it right. Like American in, uh, intuition and, you know, just grit. Like just strap up your boots, man, and we can do it. We're Americans, which yeah. is not always a bad sense because you want to have some self-worth. Sure. But it's not good when they're pushing into the direction of like, yeah, well, we should probably go get those Germans, man. They're bad. And I, I, who knows about that whole thing? Like people have their own perspective. I think a lot of stuff, in my opinion, has to happen. Like whether why, I don't know. That's what I'm I, like this whole everything's fake. I do not subscribe to that. I right. do not like it. What it do you kind mean of gets annoying. Fake? Like, uh, like they'll be like nine eleven was holograms and nobody was. Oh, in the dude, tower that shit drives me dude. nuts. It's so annoying, dude. And <laughs> I've talked to Joel about you know Tartaria and some of these other things that are kind of just smoke screens in a way for what's really going on with ancient history. I mean, there might be something to Tartaria. I don't know. I haven't looked in, and but I don't like when all of a sudden this thing comes out of what seems just from the internet that you don't have Graham Hancock or other alternative historians have ever talked about. And I've heard all these guys talk about, and then all of a sudden it's this giant thing that's blowing up on TikTok. Everybody's doing an Instagram. It could be. Uh, Never know. Got to get some receipts. And to anybody that's into that stuff, hey, I just see these things that come out of nowhere. And it really raises red flags to me as some kind of a psyop or sleight of hand well, trick to make you look over here when the true history of the United States and is a complete mystery. The ancient got, history of our of our country is. But you all, you've also got your senses and your wits about you. You're like a pretty seasoned, like, you know, investigator of the weird and conspiratorial, right? So, like, what you're saying is makes sense. Like, like yeah. anything that just meteorically has risen when you know all the known conspiracies that are happening and— the ones that kind of leak out slower, what have yeah. you, but anything that is that brand new and that like wild, yeah, it's definitely going to give you pause to be like, I'm going to have yeah. to look into that deeper. But, but there could be something to 9-11, but then you throw the hologram like Sean said, and it totally yeah, it's discredits. It's not a hologram. The building was not a the, hologram. All that well, stuff, that's, that's what we believe discredits. is intentional. So yeah. we've been talking about this, and actually we did an episode on this before we like really united as far as like, you know, me and Joel are the podcast. Because Kill the Mockingbirds is both of us, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Before that, he was just a guest, right? And we were talking about Cass Sunstein. It's we're always you're gonna always hear us every now. If you don't hear Nephilim, it's either gonna be <laughs> Nephilim or you're gonna hear about Cass Sunstein. But Cass Sunstein wrote a paper, and we do have it on killthemockingbirds.com because we think it's important. I've been telling people for the last few years that that this is an important document to read called uh what's it now I'm now I'm blanking, right? <laughs> it's called uh, uh man, I can't even think of it. But his paper basically uh let me just look it up real look quick. It up. My bad. No worries. Take time. Yeah, we're I was good, like, dude. It's weird when you're talking about something all the time, and I'm like, why do I not know? <laughs> oh, got it. Cog- Before I even looked it up now, of course, cognitive infiltration. So this paper in 2008, he wrote uh, about the importance of getting involved and infiltrating conspiracy theorist groups, hmm. especially 9-11 inside job groups. Wow. And he said, like, there is truth to conspiracies there. Um, even though tr- uh, some of them like Watergate and he named a couple other ones that have, you know, they were conspiracies, but they turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. They, he it's important to disrupt these groups yeah. by joining them and giving them different information, like some good, some bad. Mm-hmm. So it mixes the pot up. So that's why when you're like, yeah, there's something in 9-11, but then you're like, yeah, there were holograms and it, it was all CGI and oh then the, the towers were hol- so then it throws so then 
when someone like me comes to that guy again and goes, yeah, man, you heard about that? Oh, let me guess. It's a hologram. You're like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying probably was, you know, explosives. I mean, there's a lot of evidence. Like, well, we're going to point to evidence. Now, do we know for a fact that this is? No, but at least we come and present some evidence. They don't even have to present evidence anymore. Just go, yeah, crisis actor. And I'm like, I believe that things, not only on a quote level, but just on a level of like getting people to believe something. You have to really have, you can't have, be like, yeah, 3,000 people died. They had to because it wouldn't be believable because mm -hmm. that's 3,000 people. That's hard to get 10 people to lie, five right. people to lie with you right. to not crack. You're going to get 3,000 people and all these families. Right. How is that all faked? Ask their families. Can't. It's real to them. Yeah. Like, that's they, terrible. They just don't get it. Right. And that's just. But what happened is because of that paper, which I believe, and Cass Sunstein, he was part of the Obama administration. And I believe that they were infiltrating a lot of this stuff. And I think like when you get things like Flat Earth, when we got Donald Marshall, when you get um, Q, right? All these, uh, uh, the the Shannon Shrooks, I don't want to say it on here because everybody gets new, but the things in 2012, the, 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 sh the shootings and things of that nature, oh, right? Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those, the crisis actor, this all popped up after 2008 when he wrote this paper right. and he thought that the importance of infiltrating these groups. And I was like, oh, why is it all suddenly that flat earth is huge? Why is Tartaria huge? I know that people wow. may have Earth's flat, but these, they didn't really explode until like 2012, 2011. Donald mm -hmm. Marshall, oh, I was in a clone facility. It's just too the fantastic. Whole clone and thing I believe it's is ridiculous. Oh, you, the clones. The clone thing is always looped into some Q conspiracy. You don't Every think, time. You don't think there's any cloning going on at all? No, I'm not, not sure. to say oh. that. No, no. I think what there is some kind of. Oh, okay. Then what do you mean? I, I, I'm trying to follow you. There is cloning or there's not cloning. I think he means like everybody's not a clone. It's the same concept. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, like uh, Jamie Foxx is acting weird now here. Oh, no, no. They I just, mean, not everybody. Like they popped out this new clone of yeah. him. And then like, you know, like. Or the, I don't know if it's that clone. deep. Who's but I mean, the there are the movies where it's like, oh, you know, you get the. a perfect example. You get the clone of yourself when you need the new organ. They just take it from. Oh, I can't remember what the name of that film was. It was a couple years ago. I mean. There are all these like weird precursors sometimes where like you see these sci-fi kind of references to. What again? We hopefully will get to one day is cloning and like do a lot of things. You want a liver? You can just clone yeah. a liver for yourself. You don't need to have hopefully a black market out there where somebody's just getting their liver taken. Whatever you know, I don't want all that happening. Like so, let's figure it out. But no, you're my saying, example, like, my example a clone. is when that dude in the NFL got uh, Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin got hit in the chest. Yeah. And, oh, that dude died, and and they show him up in the and he's got his hoodie up, and they they show him up in the press box. Like, there's no way that's really him in the press. That that's a clone. Then the whole internet thinks that he's a clone. Yeah, that happened. And I'm like, God, that spread so fast. That was so quick. Oh, yeah. That to me, just the acceleration of all that mm -hmm. whole storyline with him, I'm like, no, guys, let's just everybody calm down here. Like you said, not everything is a freaking conspiracy. You got to have some kind of, there. not everything's black and white. There's so much gray matter in between. No, but that's that a real phenomenon. You too. might like find, if you not get find hit out in for the 10 chest years hard later. enough, it'll stop your heart. It can, I mean, that's what happens. It's like R on It's like R on T. Well, I think that was. There was a right, right. That's not what I'm I saying. think. There was a conspiracy with it personally. Like I think there was something to play, but I think it was more covering up something that actually might have caused that. That's just me thinking how I'm thinking because the yeah. whole thing that everybody had to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like 
I think that may play a part into it, but I'm with you. Like, so they just have all these clones right, just ready, ready to go. like like <laughs> they did on that Tyrone. I don't know if you've seen they clone Tyrone yet. We just did a little oh, like dude, talked about it a little bit. The Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah, with Jamie Foxx, which is interesting timing. So my take is yeah. this, right? So people say soft disclosure, which I get it. There is things that they integrate into movies, I think, to put either to prepare us for something or to actually get us to try to go in that direction, right? Like when you see these fancy computers like in Iron Man, they're like, hey, maybe that'll inspire someone to make it. Or, or yeah, Exactly. And then they clone Tyrone. I thought it was also kind of convenient timing. And I'm not saying that they did it because of this. But Jamie Foxx probably got sick or whatever happened to him, which, again, I think it was also from the thing that everybody had to get. Uh, that's what I think really happened. And I think they go, hey, uh, now that you're feeling better, let's kind of like drag this out. And since we're dropping this movie, they clone Tyrone. Why don't you just come? You know what I'm saying? I just see it's like so convenient it that he came back. Well. Like he could have came back probably a while ago and said some stuff. But I think they were like, yeah, let's hold off and make you look a little sick. And I'm sure there was some makeup involved. Make him look a little sicker because hmm. it's promotion. Because how does it come a week or two Dude. before? I just think in that sense, a so lot of times, up, because though. logically, there's no way they just have, oh, let me get the Jamie Foxx clone 7652. Like, that's just <laughs> crazy, man. Like, you know what I mean? They don't have a bu- bunch of clones. It's not like it's, my opinion. it's not like Westworld. It's not like right. Westworld. Yeah, not no, it's not dipping Westworld, out a new, you know, robot. Well, they wipe it and taking they, the bullets out yeah. of Maeve and putting her back in the bar. Because think about all the clones, because cloning is real, and that's what we discussed on the episode. I, I mean, you know, Dolly the sheep, that was re- yeah, yeah. Uh, sheep, sure. goats, all kinds of animals have been cloned. What's the accuracy of it? They, when I was seeing a lot of stuff, they were talking about the accuracy because he tried to debate it with miscarriage of because their reasoning for really pushing the clones in the early 2000s was like, man, you know, there's some people that can't have babies and we can yeah. help them out with that yeah. process. And the way they cloned it was different because they're getting cloning the from the eggs and they're putting the in an embryo. Like, you know, what I'm saying it's a different process than what people think, like if it's just baking in an oven, like, oh, yeah, he's full grown already. <laughs> In, in like 20 minutes, here you go. Like, Insta-clone. Introducing. Right. <laughs> but there is good cloning technology. Yeah, not but how yet. many how many reject ones is there, though? Right? How many sloths do we have, right? There's no way that they... You <laughs> can't be all like, oh, hey, wow, you got perfect. <laughs> you know oh, they can't shit. be coming out perfect. No, no, oh. no. Like the third, the third time he cloned the the other clone oh, of multiplicity. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton cloned the one clone, and then you got. <laughs> Is he okay in there? Hey, shaving? Steve, He's come like, on. Oh, I took the blade out. Bucks. Yeah. Is he okay in there <laughs> yeah, shaving? I took yeah. the blade out already. Yeah. He's like shaving his tongue. He's like, I like pizza. I like it. Opens up his wallet, sticks the piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah. So, my, the reason- so I think that's the modern mockingbird is the Cass Sunstein cognitive infiltration. That's like a modern mockingbird because Fair. it has changed it. And now the yeah. spectrum of people that are questioning things, they're building these echo chambers where now critical thinking is also being put out in in, in the conspiratorial world. So right. you already had the political world where people aren't critically thinking, hey, red team, blue team, red team, yeah. blue team. Now you got like, no, everything's CGI. Everything's crisis actors. Right. Or you have the groups, uh, no, flat earth, it's only this way. Or yep. Bigfoot could only be this. And yep. it's like, we don't know, man. I'm on the well, belief of Bigfoot that well, so many ways to look dude, at it. Exactly. I agree with what you just said there is the whole like anytime because we, we both might feel passionately about something. Mikey, myself, you, whoever. But anytime, like you said, anytime somebody's like, I'm right, you're wrong, I know this unequivocally, you it's like you do. Know. How yeah. can you tell me you know unequivocally about Sasquatch? We can have a about ghosts, about whatever. 
Yeah. You can feel how you want to feel. You can give me compelling points that give me your your opinion on why you feel that way. And I might go, you know, I I could agree with that or not, you know. But again, like the flat earth, yeah, I, I don't know that I can go all the way there. Tartaria, I might be able to go a little but, further there, right, than Mikey. But there are definitely points where it's like, I can agree that you have a theory, but they're just theories until they're proven to be like the correct one. But people will argue that Mockingbird isn't real. No, it's real. And they don't affect. But I'm like, they confirmed Senate committee hearings. It's confirmed. All those documents you can read where they talk about. Go to CIA.gov. Yes. (laughs) And read it. A hundred percent. They'll tell you. Now, a lot. Some stuff is really redacted with the editor's names that were. Because here's the thing. Like Sean was mentioning that. This is one big, you know, you're going after Facebook groups and message boards, and it's this whole operation. Well, Facebook back was a then, government program to start before it what even did, came. They had, they had three channels to basically disseminate information to the producer of that news channel. Um, you know, they're working with Dan Rather, Walter Cronkite, uh, you know, whoever it is. Here's your story. So there's not a whole lot of people that they really had to affect early on with these kind of operations. Now yeah, it's it was this, much easier. Right. Yeah. But I actually think now that's kind of – I don't want to take that back because I think that now it was one focal point. But I think now what they do is because, you know, like you said, like you'd have Dan Rathers and everybody would be around the TV. And that was pretty much the only news program that everybody watched. Right. So like you would be able to get the whole public. But now I think they found new tactics and yep. where everybody goes, oh, he's a he's a uh, CIA. I don't think everybody is a CIA agent either. But what I think they do is they drop seeds, right? They drop little things like, oh, here's a crazy thing. Here's an idea. Somebody jumps on board with it, boom! It now it's now it's polarizing. And with algorithms, like I see a lot of like, I don't know if you guys know who Fresh and Fit is, and that Pearl Davis, and uh, no. they're all like spinoffs of Andrew Tate. They're all this like where it's pitting women versus men, like mm. it's this gender war, like what? just like we see them doing a culture, and yeah. So like Fresh and Fit, it's two dudes. They'll get like a bunch of Instagram models, and then they'll berate them like you know. You don't know what you're talking about. A woman should be like this. And, you know, you you guys just have uh, unrealistic expectations. And some of the things that they say are true. But to me, it's not a genuine conversation because when you if you really want to have a real genuine conversation, we would talk about, hey, these are the faults that generally because you're always generalizing because each sure. person is an individual. Sure. But if you're generalizing, hey, these are a lot of problems that men kind of present in a relationship. Hey, these right. are some of the problems that women present in a modern. Re- but instead, it's like, no, no, no. All these women are bad. They all just want some rich dude. And I'm like, you're talking to Instagram models. Like, what? Right. Back, idiot. Like, you, you're talking to these Instagram models like that. Oh, uh, these speak for all women. And then you got stupid people like Pearl Davis. And she would, And I know that some of these, she has to be trolling. Like, she's been on the last two weeks like, women shouldn't be allowed to vote. Let's reappeal. Let's let's revoke or, Jesus, or uh, the 19th Amendment. <laughs> Like, because right. they shouldn't be able to vote and men are smarter than women. It's proven. And I, there, there's even statistics that don't back that up. Right. I, I think everybody's intelligence is different for everybody. It's mm-hmm. not, some people are math whizzes, but they couldn't be critical thinkers to right. save their life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they could do an equation instantly, but they'll fall for all the propaganda to me. Critical thinking is the important tool. And I think they're trying to get away from that. They want us to like think in these echo chambers. So you're seeing these modes of when you get into the Andrew Tates and these pro Davis's people, they're so polarizing that like, I've seen some dude said this. He was like, well, when tell women, and this is just some commenter, he goes and tell women understand that they're supposed to be men's property. Oh uh, my God. And I, don't think we're gonna figure, and I was like, buddy, Sweet that's Jesus. called slavery. Sweet like, Jesus. <laughs> 
illegal. I did didn't he have do a, that. Did he but have a? That's their mindset. Did he have a club in one hand and a cave right. nearby <laughs> that he was just gonna Good donk Lord. her on the head and drag her away? Like what Captain is that Caveman? guy? That guy's an actor. If you can't do that, like, that's just that can't be a real person. You can't do this. You know what I mean? I think it is though because it's yeah. just a commenter, and 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 I think that because people start, and I think it's the uh, some of the people that are saying these things are incels, right? Some yeah. guy that's just never interacting with right. anybody else. That's on video is that games. What it, the incel. I mean that, yeah, you, real quick, real quick, because this is a new term for me that I yeah, still struggle Bob's with trying to understand what the about. hell an incel is. <laughs> I always, for some reason, Lay it on him, for some reason, I always think of incel and I mix it up with Infidel. Morgan Freeman from Robin Hood with infidel. <laughs> where he's talking about Robin Hood. And I'm like, dude, Robin Hood's slaying everything out there. Women, bad dude. dudes with yeah. bow and arrows and swords. So like when I think of incel, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I'm thinking of the opposite of Robin Hood. I'm thinking yeah, of the guy yeah. at home that wants yeah. to be Robin Hood, but he's not Robin Hood. It's this modern thing where like, you know, especially with the birth of like chat rooms, like, so I'm 40 years old now. Right. So I just turned 40 same, this year. Same in the club. 1983? Two. 82. Okay. Hey, not bad. You guys are all right. Yeah. 83 is a lot better, but yeah. no, 82 is all right. <laughs> but no, but so we were, so you can relate to the, like what I'm saying is like, you know, chat rooms, we were, we dabbled in that, but we still yeah. were going oh, outside yeah. as kids. Yeah. We, we weren't focused on this, but now that we've moved to this generation where they're on Xbox live all the time or chat room, you get these incels, which people like to identify as like more conservative or like right wing extremists because they're what, but it goes on both sides because that's how you're getting like this other push on the left mm. where they're getting men. So basically like the definition, what they say is like men, Groups of men that ha think they have trouble attracting women. Yeah. Like they can't get women. They can't talk to women. It, they're scared of women. It, at, so it seems at least. So you're getting both sides of that. And they either go to this extreme where you get that 4chan guy that like, oh, the Zionists did everything, man. The Rothschild, man. Yeah. You know, like going to this extreme <laughs> rap, <laughs> babble of like, they think they figured it all out. Or like a flat earth attached to those. Or... They go to that left extreme where there's this like sissy stuff where they're saying like, oh, maybe you just like, you know, you're a sissy, man. Like, you, it's all right. Like, you can be a sissy, which I, I don't understand. We could say all these words now. Well, I thought we couldn't say this. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're pushing them into that direction. Like, hey, you can't get women because of this, this, this and that. It's OK. That's just how you are because they don't interact with people. They're overstimulated, yeah. but under like uh, like they don't have real human interactions. And some of them are come from broken homes or never learn that from their parents. So now they're in this whole uh, spectrum. And that's where I think a lot of these mass shootings, which could also be attached to SSRIs. I think a lot of it also is on yep. the Xbox live and discord, because that's where somebody like, if someone's going to infiltrate, like they're going to get them on Xbox live. They're talking to 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds uh, where they're like, yeah, you know, like, man, maybe you want to try to do this. You know, are you upset? They find the kids that are troubled. They yeah, probably go sure. through so many. And, and the FBI has already been proven that they've done this with uh, Middle Eastern after 9-11, the Middle mm -hmm. Eastern immigrant, that they were telling them, like, have an FBI agent go with them and, like, you know, be a female, a loner, somebody that has no friends, no family. And then like, hey, man, this girl really likes me. And then she's like, I don't know, you want to, like, blow something up or something? And he's like, yeah. Like, does that mean I get to... Uh, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. So they push that narrative. Jeez, and I think that's how they get people attached because these dudes don't know how to talk to chicks, which is weird because I, th I, I know we grew up with some, you know, there was a shy kid or the ones that had trouble, but there's just these mass amounts of men now because they're adults 
that don't know how to speak to women and they only watch what they've seen through like porn or, or, or videos or like these music videos or anything like of that nature or movies. And that's the way they try to like approach it. And you're like, dude, you can't, that's not just be a regular person, you yeah. know? be funny, be, right. be interesting, but they're not telling them that the Andrew Tates and these other dudes are telling them, feeding them like, no, 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 it's not your fault. It's because these women aren't acting right. Women should be in the kitchen. Women shouldn't dress like this. Women should. And, and then they do break some good points where like, oh, you know, men are loneliest. Men commit the most suicide, which is, these are true facts. But they're not speaking on why. And to me, it's like he, they do say video games and things of that nature. But that doesn't mean you can't play video games either. They go all out. They say like, it's if about you play balance. video games... It's about balance. About exactly. Balance. We were kids. We played video games. We still went outside. We're like every like they everything just, is still balanced. They weren't as good though. No hell no, they we, weren't. We as did. Good. We couldn't talk but, to each other and play. You know, <laughs> Halo. Right, but we were on the internet and chat rooms and stuff. Like yeah. we did stuff like that. But like I don't want to spend well, my baby. life in that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, I mean the more appealing and the more accessible it's gotten. And again, like where we grew up, we know what community's like. Yeah. Like we have a sprawling community like everybody knows you if you go back home it's just how it is it's like going to lord of the rings town right like they're gonna know you yeah and on like you said on the the right you kind of have these guys that are going to the the right wing you know they're showing up at the the statue um where they're trying to take the statues down you know like the the thing that happened in charlotte um oh what happened there what do you mean um the basically this protest like the confederate like yeah. the Confederate, Confederate statues, and then there's a big arguments of like, hey, there were uh, this and that, like the right, and then the right wants to save them, and the left. It, that's what's kind of funny to me. Like I thought personally in 2020, I thought when the whole George Floyd incident had like first came out, I thought it was a moment of clarity for us as a country, yeah. because I am a firm believer that there is excessive police force, right? Mm-hmm. There is like they do police us, and we're in a prison planet, like. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cause I grew up on like Jordan Maxwell, Alex Jones, uh, yeah. David Icke, like sure. all these guys that have been <laughs> sure. like pushing, like, you know, uh, I was a huge Ron Paul guy. I was like into the libertarian party for a while. I'm not, I'm just like nothing anymore, but I was big into libertarian. I like the whole, Hey, don't mess with me. I won't mess with you idea. Yeah. And I think they took it and they're trying to like change it. Right. They're, they're, they're pushing us into these new directions that we can't communicate with each other. And that's why like these new generations are kind of like lacking those skills, I guess. Like, I don't know exactly. And I think some of it comes from like parenting. I think some people got overwhelmed and I don't want to just blame the parents because I think it also is how society pushed because we used to also not get fast food. Like, I mean, I get more now because I'm always like, oh, man. you know what I mean? Like I'm doing so much stuff. Let me right, just grab some right. food. I'm trying to get less. I'm getting back into the routine the last few months of like, hey, all right, let's stop because it's crap anyways. Not only does it taste like crap now, like it, it, it makes you feel like crap. It tastes like crap. The workers feel crappy. It's like, I don't even want to go in here. So I'm with you, man. It's mm-hmm. rough. Yeah. It's not the fast food I remember eating as a kid. No. It's way different. But you didn't eat it as much, I bet, right? Like, not nearly you know, as you, much. No. Hey, you, no. You, you, you're, you're done with fourth grade. Let's go to McDonald's. Right. But you didn't go every single night. No. You didn't go every weekend. Like, we, it was a special occasion. It right. was like, oh, hey, we're going to go to yeah. a restaurant to... Well, it was more scarce, too. Sports team one. Yeah. More scarce. Yeah, it was more scarce. Yeah. Yeah, now it's everywhere. So they change the timeline of where everything is has to be now. So even like if you look at the packagings in stores, like look at the macaroni and cheese, it went from a box to now it's like these little individuals where it has to be convenient. Convenience yep. was pushed onto us, like where everything has to be convenient to where now people are like even me sometimes. Like I'm like, 
Oh, the internet. And we're like, dude, we had a dial up, man, where you're like, like, and I'm mad that it's not loading in, in five seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, that's too funny, man. It's really true. We we're, I mean, we're time traveling. Like we are definitely living in the future uh, from where we were with tech. I mean, and thinking of things that would be possible to be doing, especially like what we're doing exactly right now. This is oh yeah, mind boggling. Should have more though. We should be way. We should further. be way we should further. Be way, way I agree. Further I agree. Sure. I agree. But even I think this so is still beyond my wildest comprehension because you think of like YouTube and all these different platforms and services. Give it ten years ago, it wasn't that great. No. It, it, I mean, a lot of things have accelerated just in the last five to ten years, mm-hmm. like hard. Yeah. But we see these things on such smaller timescales, and it it's almost like a time warp distortion of how like oh we've had that for like even Spotify. How long has Spotify been around? Not that long. Twenty fourteen is kind of when I started paying for it. I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, not, not terribly long, but no. I mean, all a lot these of it came around are, like what twenty twelve, and like at least yeah. the the music platforms because. Right. That was the huge thing because remember Napster, everybody mm-hmm. hated Napster. The whole music industry was like, ah, oh, man, they're stealing our music. Well, and I was like, we're not stealing it. I feel I'm just like, downloading it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of that too is coming from you had like Netflix and Redbox and you were getting the DVDs and then it was turning into these subscription services. And then they figured yeah. out how to do like, you know, all the cloud storage and, you know, your your information or not information, but like infrastructure as a service, your platform. Like when you go to Netflix now, instead of having to get that DVD sent to you and you can like pull Stream. that on demand. Man, like when AWS and all those systems made all those cloud structures and we could like you're saying like there it is in his behind his head prime video. Yep. Um that's all that immediacy, that's the stuff we couldn't dream of as a kid. Like, man, I was well, relegated oh, yeah. to whatever was on the TV being programmed on like I could look ahead on HBO or Showtime and see a movie I wanted to see in the future and be like, hey, Wednesday, yeah, I gotta be here at the TV. I can't even oh, yeah. TiVo it yet, but I know I can see into the future that they're going to play freaking Indiana Jones for me on next Wednesday. So I'll watch that. Yeah. I'll set a TV reminder guide. or something, right? <laughs> but I can't record it even yet. We don't even have TiVo yet at that time. In that Netflix series about Spotify and and how uh, that – I've seen that. Name, uh, it's pretty interesting how they basically hide, they hijacked the internet protocol to be able to hit – when you hit play, he was obsessed with when you hit play – he wanted it to play within a certain millisecond like of hitting yeah. that button, and it wasn't good enough. And it wasn't good enough. Van Eck, I think, is his yeah, last name. Yeah, I can't remember. He's and, European and, or and Swiss. The or... coder that kind of started Spotify with him was going nuts because he's just like, "There is, abs- it's so fast. What do you mean you need it faster?" And he actually just <laughs> kept digging in and figured out a way to essentially hijack that internet protocol and how it shares data and bytes. And got around that whole thing, and that's how streaming. They basically in Spotify, the guy, that engineer, invented, and I think Netflix kind of took that from them, and was able to do that with video. Mm. Because before then, it was impossible to. Because if you BitTorrent, they they showed how the BitTorrent guys and how their structure worked when you BitTorrented something. It was super slow. You had to aggregate all the bytes from all these other servers. And so he was just obsessed with like figuring out how to do that better and better and mm-hmm. better. <clears throat> and you know that Mark uh, Randolph, one of the CEOs of Netflix, is the grand nephew of Edward Bernays. Oh shit! <laughs> there you go. Wow. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> and it of makes course. sense because they're the only ones that have no advertising, mm-hmm. right? So that's what's interesting because that's a different model that people are like, you know, it kind of 
threw this model out the the window of usually it's like, oh man, we're doing it all for advertisement. I mean, they, mm-hmm. back in the 50s, 60s, and I think even like early, like late 40s, you had a whole like skyscrapers filled with offices of marketing guys yeah. that are trying to figure out ad campaigns. I mean, they made a whole show about it, right? Yeah, yeah, Men, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. You could see it like, and it's just interesting that he threw it all out the window. It was like, hey, $9.99. Like, and, and, you know, it's unlimited. And that's what, like, they're also arguing with, like, the actors. One of the things, I mean, I know they talked about the AI, which is messed up. Like, they're that's crazy, uh, generating, like, generating. Like, if you are in one movie as an extra, they're just using you again. Ah, we're going to use you again. But they, they were saying that, like, oh, Netflix is not giving us royalties. They're like, well, how could mm-hmm. they? That's not their format. Like, they're not advertising. They're not reselling it. It's a one-time deal because... And I think they did that on purpose because it got people to get into that zone of like, oh man, like you said, well, it's going to be every Thursday. I'm going to be watching Breaking Bad or, you know, I'm going to have to not miss it. Or then they came with TV. Okay, we could record it. We'll watch it later. But now it's like, oh, I can watch the whole series yep. tonight. Yep. You know what I mean? That's and they kind of burning you in that mode. That's kind of burning them yes. right now, which is why they're splitting up their most popular series. The Witcher was split up. Um, they split up uh, the last season of Stranger Things, the last season of well, Ozark. The release because, isn't how they do that. Yeah, it needs because to be set HBO out is killing it still with episodic every week. Righteous Gemstones. Oh my um, god, oh, my favorite you know, show right Succession. now. I love that show. Succession. <laughs> all of those shows. The Sopranos, even back in the day, like Sopranos. Is, every, I watched all that every again. Sunday. You have to wait for that episode to come out. So I think. Like the binging part of it, I guess, is kind of burning Netflix a little bit. Because I haven't watched the second part of the ne- uh, Witcher yet. I'm not done with it yet. I've watched the first half. I've watched the second half. It's pretty good. I just yeah, I think it. it is burning them, but I think they've uh, they're adjusting. I think everything adjusts. Yep. And I think that's like was Netflix is for sure was a catalyst of getting everybody to the stream. Because oh yeah, I remember too when they were just like we were one of the first people like like not just the first people, but you know I remember when we got Netflix because we used to have Netflix just getting the DVDs. And right. I remember they're like, oh, stream it now, and you're like, what? Stream it? Yeah. Like you know, and you kind of like had that idea. And I remember that I when I saw that I was like, man, they should do this with video games. And obviously they ended up doing that, right. like game passes and things of that nature. And I was like, oh yeah, once they created streaming, it went. And I I think you guys are right. Like what? Like 2012 to 2014. Somewhere around that time, really which is started. so interesting, that so many of these things popped up. And on the early Netflix, though, it was wild because they had so many conspiracy documentaries. Oh, I watched, and they're like, not there anymore. Who, on there. who took Johnny? All that stuff's gone. I saw Who Took Johnny on Netflix. Duh. I thought Who Took Johnny was a Netflix series. <laughs> Apparently, I was making that up or imagining that in my head. And no, it's they they put it on Netflix, but right. But I thought Netflix had actually created it. No, yeah, I was wrong about that. I thought it was a Netflix original, but that's been. I mean, that's you're right, Sean. There was so many conspiracies and paranormal, um, and they they just kind of went mainstream. I mean, they don't cover anything. I mean, Ancient Apocalypse was a, the a little bit was the most controversial thing they've had in it years. It kind of got tame. Yeah, it kind of got tamed down. I mean, I watched a lot of DB Cooper stuff on there. I mean, I've watched a lot of different I have watched a lot of the stuff well, that they've had too. So maybe Epstein it did not just wave. But not but. as like revealing like a lot of the stuff again, we probably dabble in it a lot, so some of the stuff I heard that heard that, but but I remember like when it was the first like streaming I saw this one documentary that was called Gas Hole, and it was talking about the dude that invented like a car that could run a yes. hundred miles of one gallon of gas. Yeah. That thing is so hard to find that documentary, and yeah. that's where I saw it was on Netflix. 
And it talked about how like he mysteriously died. Right. And, like, yeah, and, and all I of a sudden totally the shell, shell was like, uh, the Shell Corporation was like, ah, well, like somehow they got a hold of the patent after years, you know, right. of, the, of going back and forth and like, shut oh, oh we'll buy that patent. <laughs> and they shut it down. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, yeah, you could go 40 miles a gallon. You're like, dude, this guy had 100. Where are yep. we at? Like, how are we at 40? But because yeah. they didn't want that, just like the same thing with like, Electric cars. That's why I find it funny that they're like pushing electric cars. You're like, dude, they had electric cars. Yeah. I could go to the, the Ford Museum and they see the, the electric car. But at the time, the Rockefellers were like, we got all this oil. What are we going to do with this oil? Right. The car's not going to help us. The combustible engine came along and they're like, boom, there you go. But yep. this is a long, long plan, right? Like This is a long sure. laid out. Like uh, Even what you're saying, like, okay, so they know they can do electric cars back then, but man, we're going to run this and, oil out until we can't get any further. And I don't now think we're, it's necessarily all a long plan of just like a group of people thinking it out. I think like, yeah, there, in my opinion, how the world works is that there's all these factions, right? And sometimes they unite together mm-hmm. because the narrative or they need their help. But for the most part, there's all these different factions, whether it be elites or governments or rich people, whatever we, we don't know exactly, but there's all these like different factions across the world. And what they do is they fight with amongst each other sometimes. Yep. And I think like, hey, like we might make some money on this electric thing. And then the, the Rockefellers have a bigger faction yep. that are closer. But no, 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 no. We got all this oil. We want this to happen. Yep. So I think the plans are constantly like changing because it's not one plan. It's not like, hey, okay. in uh, 2020, we're going to do this. So it's constantly. That's why it's so hard to figure out, I think, sometimes because we're like loop-de-loops and we're like, hey, that doesn't make sense why that happened. And the reason why it doesn't make sense is because another guy was appointed in power and he's like, we're not doing it that way. We're going to do it this way. We see it all the time when you work somewhere, a new manager comes in and right. goes, yeah, I know you guys been doing this for 20 years and it's been working, but let's completely change everything. So like everybody's confused and everything sucks. Right. And then you're like, all right, well, that didn't seem like a great idea. And I think that same thing happens because a lot of times when we're talking about like characters of Edward Bernays or if they're a, a, a psyop or or are they an agent? Are they intelligent guy? What people f- tend to forget or elites or occultists, they're still human beings and they still make human being mistakes. They still have, the, we have this like thing of like, oh, they're in the occult. They must be super smart or is there dummy ones? Like, even like I was telling Joel, I was like, there's got to be dummy Nephilim, right? Yeah. <laughs> because like sometimes they make it see they're all smart. I'm like, there's got to be a dumb one. Like, oh, which way did he go? Which way? You know what I mean? It's just looping around the island. And they're like, I oh, don't worry about Jeff over there. He doesn't know about anything. Nephilim Jeff. He's Nephilim Jeff. He's, that's the t-shirt you need. A couple cards short of a full deck. Don't worry about him. Jeff Neff. He's a good guy. Jeff Neff, your local Nephilim Jeffer. Well, <laughs> your local Neff. I mean, that's funny. You talk. You just brought up the electric car thing. We just had a former, uh, you know, corporate. Uh, executive, former corporate executive living in, in Detroit and a part of uh, actually Toledo, mm. part of the GM and Ford. He's worked for all these different car companies saying, telling us on the show, we had electric cars in, back in the 70s. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were allowed mm-hmm. to drive them. That was wild. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'm down with the electric cars thing yet. I've just, I can't get behind it yet fully. But I like well, I'm not them. against it. Like I'm not against them, but I'm saying like. But how are we going to do it? Like cobalt. you know what I mean? Like I don't like think the they're figured out yeah. as well yet. Well, in just little things, like again, like it was another about like a Ford F one fifty. Like the dude got into like what was a minor accident, but just because of the way they're built and all the batteries and sensors, it's like your car is like bricked now. It's like you can brick your phone, you can brick your car, you can't yep. brick unless you do cash for clunkers and seize up the engines like we did when we did that. You can't brick another car. <laughs> right. You can fix it. And even that, you could have still taken the engine out of most of those and just put a new engine back in them. 
Yeah. I think mechanical is always better personally. Like, cause even if you look at like washer and dryers, like look at the digital washer and dryers compared to like the mechanical washer and dryers. Those mechanical ones last forever. You're like, "Ah, I just changed the belt. Like, change yeah. the belt in a dryer. That's all. Like when your dryer stops working, it's just a belt. You just Not mine. Open that thing. Yeah. Sadly, mine needs. Not to, yours. Yours no. is done. Done. I've had mine for way too long. I'm just putting that thing out. To but but you had it for a lot. Then you're cool Over with getting rid of it. Like oh yeah, your appliances are supposed to last 20, 30 years, right? That or that's how we were at least our generation, our parents. That's what they saw. And then now we're in this point of you're like, oh man, I got to get a new dryer. Five years later, like what? That's a big ticket item. I shouldn't have to buy one every five years. No, not every five years. And Whirlpool doesn't make them. LG and Samsung are the ones that make your washer and dryers now. Mm-hmm. You know, Whirlpool was made in America. Like, everybody in, in our town had a Whirlpool oh, washer yeah. and dryer. Oh, yeah. And now it's like all LG and Samsung. They're all smart washers, energy efficient. They all like, you know, everything's starting to look like our cell phones. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, how they kind of like want it. And, and And also, too, think about this, man. If that if that something happens on your washer and dryer, the new ones, it's it's gonna cost you like six, seven hundred bucks just to tell them like just to be like, yep, it's messed up. Like you know what I mean? Not even talking about the repairs. So then it becomes like our cars, our phones. So what I think they've pushed society to, and this is more of just people trying to make money. I don't think this is nefarious. Like it's probably some nefarious stuff, but it's just people that want to make money. They're like, hey, we need to stop making stuff last. Yeah. Right. Oh, let's sure. make it stop. Sure. So then they could buy a whole new one, and and then you make it like. Oh, and make it not be able to fix because whatever happened. Remember, we used to have TV repair shops yep. everywhere, but now they're like, ah, just throw it away. It, it's going to cost you more to repair than to buy a new one. And I think they like that idea of it because it used to be like, hey, TV went out. Let me go take it to the TV repair guy. Oh, you just needed blah, blah, blah. And then you just need a new tube or you need a new light or you need a new screen or whatever it may be. People are probably, there's probably some TV guy like, man, he doesn't know nothing about TV. You know, it's, <laughs> there's always those guys right. in the comments. <laughs> but, now we can't fix anything. Can't fix our phones. Like we all go and get a new phone. I mean, they're great technology, but they want us to be consumers. And I think it pushes us into that. Like we can't fix things. We can't do on our own. We can't achieve. Now there's also the people that can, right? There's people that are never going to stop that. are gonna, sure. There's probably people right now taking apart iPhones and making something else. There's a, like that kid that was in that village in Africa and created Wi-Fi out of junk, right? He created his own little Wi-Fi for their island or their village. There's all these things that are capable of, but I think that our mindset, especially in the Western world, that we're so propagandized to, hey, it has to be instant. It has to be now quick fixes for everything. So when you're talking about mental health, you're talking about physical health, you're talking about anything related to jobs, your family, everything is based around instant, 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 instant gratification. Hey, I need this thing to turn on and work right away. I need it plug me onto the internet immediately. I need to go a place where they're going to just throw this food in a bag instantly. I'm going to be able to eat it. And I think we've built this over time. And since the eighties, you see the push slowly, but surely yep. and we were alive to see it. That now everybody's dependent on these things and not realizing they're causing more like all these climate change people, right. That are like, Oh man, I don't see them going into craft and be like, Hey craft, why don't you just stop making individuals? Because yeah, it's convenience. Plastic. You want the convenience. That's too much plastic. They're never talking about plastic. No. They're only talking about, hey, the working class needs to get electric stoves or get electric cars. You need to do it. It's your fault because you drive to work every day. That's the reason that we need you know, the climate's bad. But none of these people are actually doing anything. Because when you right. see people like that make inventions, like I always forget the kid's name, but I think this was 
years ago, but he invented a net that would extract trash from the ocean. Yeah. You don't he, hear about that kid. Why is he, why is he not the, the, yeah. the head of the climate movement or right. like to fix things? He's like 22, 23 now. He holds all these patents. Yeah. He's taking that trash. They're out in the Texas garbage patch right now or the Texas-sized garbage patch yeah. in the Pacific. They're out there with that machine collecting trash. Nobody writes a feel-good story about that guy. A couple podcasts Nobody. have had him on to talk about his story, and they're actually converting all that plastic into sunglass, eyeglass sure, wear, sure, flip-flops. Sure. Yeah, using it. That's um, material. And then selling it as high-item yeah. uh, ticket items to people like uh paris hilton yeah and you know these kind of trendy that's you know, hollywood people. gear right and they're selling like pair of sunglasses for like 150 bucks i mean which is great i love it get I love people it. to buy that stuff yeah but you don't like you said that you don't effort. hear about that guy's project is he still getting solutions. funding because they need to reproduce Dude, that's such a great freaking answer they don't want solutions and this is i gotta say it's like it's a conversation i've been having with someone here lately about like when you're talking to people uh, and, and you're trying to give them advice and they don't want to hear it, are you trying to help yeah. them and they don't want to hear it? And you're like, what's this conversation about? Do you just want me to listen to you complain the whole time? Because I can do that, but I just want to know, like, do you want me to try to help you? Because if not, like, I'll give you like this one time, but I'm not coming here every time just to listen to you tell me yeah. why you hate what's going on, but you don't want to change anything about it. So like that whole thing of they don't want solutions. That is such a weird thing to think well, about, but when you say it, it makes sense. We spend a lot of time debating and arguing. Because then your budget other. for that problem goes away. You can't campaign to, to yeah. get the money for it the next year. To, if we uh, spent more time actually debating each other in a healthy way to find solutions versus just straight up fighting with each other, you're over here, you're over here, it's black and white. And it's, right, right. And there's no gray area for us to come together. Yeah, and then there's but I'm more never about doing be. than just sitting and talking about. It. I'm much more about doing. Like People, you're saying too, I don't want instant gratification. Like want to talk. About I'm it. I'm ready talk to grind about it. about it. I'm I'm ready to do what I need to do to get through. That's it. That's what I told climate change people that like I've seen online when I argue with them because like I'm not against like cleaning up the planet. Like right. I'm not That's, against like hey maybe we should not like have so much pollution. Hey, don't throw your trash on the ground. No. Hey, let's be conscious of our the world we live in. But to restrict us completely of everything else, but then the elites of the world are like, yeah, well, we could fly. We need our jets. That's we need our yachts. We need all this. Yeah. yeah Looks like need- I have to sacrifice, but you don't have to sacrifice. That's where I start getting into it. And I'm like, well, how come you guys haven't started a community garden? How come you guys aren't going in your neighborhood and cleaning up your neighborhood? That's how you start. You're yeah. worried about, oh, we got to do that. Hey, let me glue myself to the runway and then have my hand cut off, fingers cut off because uh, I don't know if you've seen those, those oh, activists dude, in yeah, uh, England. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they use rubber cement and put it to asphalt. And it's like, dude, well, there goes those fingers because there's no way they can get it off. Good idiot. Lord. <laughs> and that's the whole thing with, you know, Klaus Schwab and, and Davos and wanting us to be able to just rent everything. You're never going to own it. World any. Economic Forum. I mean, talk a little bit about that because I know 15 you, minute cities eating bugs. You guys fun. have a fantastic song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the interesting thing is because, you know, now that people are starting to get aware of that, the cat cats out of the bag were the, the very last meeting. They had all those journalists show up and just d- d- ascended upon Davos during the big meeting. And I won't say that the World Economic Forum is all ends all, you know what I mean? Like they're just one of many think tanks and they're the most publicist. They're the most publicized think tank because there's all these think tanks around the around the world that elites and governments go to to be like, hey, how can we get people to 
go for what we think. Because I look at it in the thing of Thanos. I've said this so many times, but I look at it as Thanos, right? Thanos was like, I have to do this. He doesn't necessarily an evil person. Yeah. He just thought like, if I don't do this, everybody dies. So this is the, the way. And I think a lot of these think tanks think that way. Like we have to do this because they're not smart enough to do it on their own. Hmm. So they push people. And there's, you know, the World Economic Forum, which Klaus Schwab is so tied into like the tr- whole transhumanist uh, agenda. And we're merging man with biotechnologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've talked about that plenty of times. Epstein which why I don't like shit. Elon. Epstein was into that. All these people like want that like synthetic human. They're, they've yep. been pushing that for a long time. But there's other think tank groups that, uh, uh, not just think tanks, but I'll go back to Cass Sunstein, which has been a lot of think, think tanks. He has this other book that he wrote. It's called The Nudge Theory. And in The Nudge Theory is like you don't force people to do things, but you take away things so that they kind of nudge them into that direction. So for an example, we see that China or CCP, let me not go China because I love my Chinese people, but the CCP is where I have a problem with. They have the social credit score. Now, how do you implement that in like a Western society? You can't just implement it. Like you couldn't come in the 1960s, the 1970s, the 1980s, even the 90s and try to implement it. But what they did is slowly but surely pick apart. Then we started seeing this cancel culture, which I believe is the blueprint and the, the catalyst to start everything off to get something similar. It might not be exactly like their social credit score, but then you see people canceling people. Then you have this polarization. So instead of saying, hey, this is how it's going to be, you make it look like, hey, like they did in 9-11. Look, these guys could all be terrorists. And you're like, ah, they might be. Maybe they, let's uh let's get molested every time we go on a plane now because anybody Jeez. could be a terrorist, man. Like yeah. let's uh, we need the TSA to boss up on us and like take off our shoes and take us into the back room if need be because you could be a terrorist. We don't know, man. Like right. we had some guys do it. So and I think that's the concept where they slowly break us down. Right. And then we want it. So I think they're doing it now, even you said with the nudge to right with there. policing. That you want it because your neighbor's mm-hmm. telling you you're going to be ostracized from the community if you don't do this, like we're all doing this. And then yep. people play ball. They tend to go along with what the what everybody else is doing. So it kind of goes back to the propaganda where they can slowly kind of boil that culture into being able to they- be okay with a social credit score or, you know, and, and yep. I think – you know, everyone's kind of on defense and, and the cancel culture stuff. Some people deserve to get canceled. So that Me Too movement and a lot of those people that some that for sure got brought out into the open. I'm glad sure. that their careers are over. Sure. Um, but it sets the precedent to be able to use that type of of that weapon weaponizing cancel culture though yeah. is a different thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Canceling somebody because it's just culture where it's like everybody kind of just goes, you know, that's just maybe it's just not needed. I, you know, I don't know. Or it's something that you don't elevate or you don't promote as much. It could still be out there, but it's just not like maybe as in the culture. So it's canceled out of the main culture. But when it's weaponized to be like we just don't like this. This type of speech or what this person's saying. Right. That's where I have a problem with it. And right. going to the extreme of like, con- like where you're comedy got hit jobs hard. trying to get them fired, yeah. trying yep. to make sure they could get no sponsors right. for a, an opinion. Now, like you said, it's some pedo or like some weird things that they're doing, human trafficking. Like, yeah, <laughs> they should be under the jail. Like, we, we, yeah, there's no doubt about that. We right. don't want that even to be. Let's not Absolutely. even they, they should be counseled in a different way. I won't say. For but, sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For wink, sure. Wink. <laughs> like, but what I'm talking about too, what you could see 
is that they're doing with policing, in my opinion, what I'm seeing. So remember, there was the whole defund the police movement. And I have my own thoughts on policing. I, I see it differently. I think that there's a lot of things that we could improve on. It. And I think that there is a lot of like, people say there's only hey, a few bad apples. I think there's a lot more than a few bad apples. And I think that comes down to like these large police like facilities, like the, in the big cities and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But what they're doing is they're taking away the funding. They're having less cops. You're getting more crime. What are people going to want? They're going to want more authoritarian police. Yep. So you you keep pushing like, hey, we don't need this. And that's what I think is, in my opinion, why Trump is going to win. I think they're showing all of this stuff happening and they're like, oh, man, the world's horrible. Look at the economy. L look at uh, uh, the crime rate. And I think then when Trump comes back, people will be accepting of more authoritarianism because they're like, yeah, we need to, man. Well, if we don't, everybody's just going to get killed. Look at Chicago. Look at New York. If you just walk down the street, you're going to get mugged. You know, you could get killed by a gangster. You could be uh, human traffic. They they push us into that, and then we get into authoritarianism. And I think Damn. that happens all over the world. It's not, like, exclusively just to America, but oh, I think yeah. that's what's happening. You think right it's going to be the Boston Dynamic robot dogs just running around the streets and the robots that are – I mean, because all I, that yeah, stuff's pretty advanced be. at this point. It's pretty weird. Drone technology that could have weapons on Minority those report. or tasers on drones. I mean, you could have all kinds of stuff. You could have – do you – that is one of the weirdest, scariest, wildest thoughts. Like we see the SWATs and the the vehicles that come out, and They're then, like the riot gear, and that stuff's wild. Nuts. But just think about the the actual like, because even over, over in Ukraine and Russia, like they're using drones for certain things right over there, like to weaponize. So like, they're and remember used. they got submarine drones too. It's not just a planes. It's right. like they got uh, drone tanks, drone submarines, and then they have in Saudi Arabia. They've uh, released this was a while ago. So they, you know, there's more of them. There's like robotic police out there. And that's yeah. going to be even worse. Like a RoboCop comes to you that has no thoughts or feelings. Is this going to let me exterminate? But the positive spin that I'll put onto all this is I call it the illegal cable theory. So illegal cable illegal theory is like, cable theory. yeah, no matter what the human, like we're so resilient, right? You got, first we had illegal cable, we had black boxes. They scrambled those. So we're like, all right, let's get in everything. We have a card in it. Then it going for the cards. Then he goes, hey, we could just get it straight from the wire and put it to our TVs. And they're like, all right, we're going to mess with that. Then they got the little cards that you'd put for direct TV. Then we got the fire sticks, so on and so forth. So I'm saying like where there's a will, there's a way. So sure. if they do have drones everywhere, there's going to be some dudes hacking them for sure and doing funny stuff. So I, I, I do think that there is always a resilience of us, the working class and as humans. But it just sucks that we have to get into these positions because we're arguing over stuff that's not being solved. Like we're still arguing over abortions. Yeah, and it's like fair there's enough. no middle ground. It's either you're you're uh, a killer or or you know what I mean. Like all they like they're either like never should have an abortion or you could kill it at five years old. It's like what? That's the extreme. Like we can't right. find a middle. Right. And they're <laughs> trying to go bro. after yeah. gay rights again. It's just like, bro, aren't we past this? Like yeah. nobody gives a damn. It's just a big thing for everyone to fight I'm over. I'm arguing again. about that. Honestly, that you brought it's the ridiculous. gay rights stuff up. I'm arguing with the, uh, uh, I don't know, guy, there's this rapper that's a big MAGA rapper, guy's named Bryson Gray. Uh, he has, yeah. he doesn't respond to me because my Twitter's not. Uh, I'm sure if I had more followers and a blue check mark, he might respond back. But <laughs> he's supposed to be like a devoted Christian, a rapper, and this and that. And he has no, he just talks nothing. He thinks, gay is the ultimate sin and and trans and this and i'm like bro like these are people man like yeah. regardless if you agree of their lifestyle and you can't understand it that's okay like i'm not telling you to be their best friend but to not have any understanding and claim that you have jesus christ in your heart like that makes no sense to me i think no. that's a that's absurd to the people pushing that narrative 
And he was even talking a lot about the trans. And I have my own thoughts on the trans thing. And, and I think it's manipulation. People are being manipulated. So how can I hate somebody that is being manipulated into right. something like that? That is devastating to their bodies and their whole life. But you got these factions of people. And then whether it be an intelligent agent propping them up or whether it just be the monetization factor of where like, hey, I need to get clicks and likes. Yeah. But this atmosphere has built more hate. Like you said, like, what? I thought we solved it. Look, people could do whatever they want. As Now, I understand when people are like, hey, man, you're trying to indoctrinate my kid. Only a parent should indoctrinate their kid. That's your kid. I understand that. But if someone just wants to do it, I don't care what a grown adult does, man. Like, no. You know what I mean? They can go to whatever thing that, even if I think it's weird, I don't have to go. Right. But no. everybody is like now on the left and the right, they're just really getting to like, we want to force our ideology onto you. And I am against yeah. that completely. From both sides, I'm like, I'll hear you both out. And sometimes you both make a couple good points. But right. now you're saying I have to be this way or I have to be. I'm not going to do that. And I'm the type of person when you tell me I have to do something, right. I'm definitely it's not going to do it. Gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm with you there. That's me. That's Oppositional defiant disorder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm immediately going to rebel against yeah. that idea. Yeah, it's a safety net. Yeah, yeah. It's a little sad, though, because I thought we would be past that as human beings. Right. That, like, not that, say, like, yeah. like we've got emotionally more mature, mature and we've like thought process. We've seen what's got, we have at least a large portion of history that we can look towards and seeing things and we've seen progress and it's like, they're trying to wipe all that progress out. Yeah. And that may be part of the great reset. And that's, I think is, and that that's what we're suck. seeing. So divides on every level. Like we said earlier, there's these podcasts where, uh, they're calling them, you know, chauvinistic and, and, and these dudes that are like talking down on women, but then you got this other side of podcasts where they're like, all oh, men are trash. And then you got these other like people on TikTok that are like, oh, this race is bad or this race is bad or this culture. And they're just dividing or this religion is supposed to be the right religion. Or, hey, if you're a glober or you're a flat earther, you can't mix. It's like, wow. what happened to discussions? What happened to us? Like they even in away. Bigfoot, sometimes people say that like, oh, I can't believe you believe in quantum Bigfoot or you. Why? Do you know? Because yeah. do you have a Bigfoot? Have you met one? Right. Like, yeah. And you're telling me I can't have a theory? I'm not saying it's for certain, but right. there's some evidence that has been based. It's not like we just came out of thin air. There's a lot of people like Ron Moorhead, you know, that's been everywhere that has, yeah. if, he, if he's, he, he's let, allowed himself to adapt and, and, and change his mind. Other people are like, nope, it's a, only a physical being, a creature. Right. There's no way it can have any paranormal aspects to it. That's that. I think there's plenty of different aspects and they do it with every topic though, whether it's political, whether it's paranormal, like with the alien stuff now, now, so now everybody believes because the government said, I'm like the right. West weapons of mass destruction. That I'm not saying there's not aliens, but more like, I don't believe the government ones. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think they're just trying to get the conversation started and get the, the, the vaults kind of opening of what's been collected over all the years. That's been denied that anybody's ever been looking at it type stuff. And I'm actually but glad why? you said it why because all of a sudden, well, they want knows? that vault. Open. Well, my question is to Sean is you're geopolitical mostly with the UFO UAP stuff going on. If, there are really extraterrestrials that are coming down here, and that's what's going on. Let's just follow me on this one. Craft. What does that do, right? Like geopolitically, how how much does it just render geopolitic geopolitics insignificant if there's somebody out there that could just wipe us off this planet? Are we do we care about geopolitics anymore? Because now we kind of got to get in Is line it, with it's gonna bring everybody. You know together? what I mean? Like if we want to get to that, but I next think that level, would be the point, right? That would be the point, especially when you're talking about oh, like Ronald World Reagan. World. Mm -hmm. And Ronald Reagan saying yep. like, hey, man, you know, the, the, we'll unite. And I think yeah. so, in some aspects they want that. 
because it would still be strategical. I just think they wanted to look because even a one world government, a lot of people have their theories on it. My personal opinion will be the same thing. It's just how things are running. It's still going to have Brazil. You're still going to have China. You're still going to have Russia. You're still going to have America, but they're going to all be run like this huge bank. It's like when, uh, uh, say, Bank of America is like, hey, I'm going to buy all these little banks. That's how I look at it as they're going to absorb everything. So it's going to be even harder to get shit done because you only have a few people at top now. Like so, And it's going to be so hard for us to get those messages because we're going to have layers and layers and layers and layers of bureaucrats, which to me, politicians are really bad. But I think even worse is bureaucrats, especially those long-term 100%. bureaucrats that don't leave. And you're going to see, and I think that's the real thing that we don't focus on that Dude, I'm with is you. hurting the world. You have these bureaucrats that stay there for 50, 60 years, then pick other people, like-minded Dude. people to do what they did and try yeah. to keep it continued cycle. They're unelected officials that are in there because their cousin, their grandpa, their whoever it is, a family member, a friend, and then the next generation brings in their family member, the new cousin that's coming up, that's bring you're bringing up people yeah. through the system and you kind of have a bureaucratic elite that are, you know, up on this pedestal of like have this kind of secret power that, you know, eventually is intoxicating to people. Oh, well, I'm not going to let you cut through this red tape. This is my yeah. job. I'm going to stand whole I'm going to hold firm and and not allow this information to come out or you know you feel like you're you're part of the team um and i think you're and right if people think that's not a real thing go into like some union shop like go into like chrysler yeah. and then go like hey get the forklift well forklifts guys on lunch i don't drive the forklift so it's even as simple as that be like hey man i only do this part Right. I'm not going to do the other. So you're not going to get critically thinking in those atmospheres because you're like, I only do this piece and that's it. And I go home, chill out. You're not going to have people being skeptical because they're just doing the. And then they can come back. Well, I work for the government. Like, what do you really do, though? Like, you don't do anything. You are just doing that little piece to push that paper further. And then the people at top are like deciding what we do. And I, that's why I think like politicians and bureaucrats are not just in like the NIH and the CDC. They're in the military, uh, uh, the military, these generals. That then become like, like go to Lockheed Martin or yep. Raytheon oh, yeah. after yeah. Yeah. after they, and then they're like, oh yeah, that's all right. And then uh, that's all right. Like the FDA to Pfizer, you go from the WHO to Pfizer, to Moderna. Moderna. So you're yeah. like, well, of course we're gonna keep going to war if Raytheon. Of course we're gonna tell everybody that there's a crazy disease. Uh, you know that 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 they got to get on board on whether people believe it or not. I always yeah, tell people, dude. I'm not a doctor. Do what's best for you, but. There, of course, there's going to be incentive to push that, and then right. the media is not going to talk about it because sponsored by Pfizer. Like, uh, why yeah. would they ever there was be able a to whole talk about lot it? of sponsored by pharmaceuticals? CNN. Every Jesus. episode, of basketball, CNN. football games, whatever. I mean, just nonstop. Well, a, a, the greatest example is the uh, the Sockler family when the opiate thing was really kicking, and they had to have that FDA agent sign off on the the label uh, packaging that said is non-addictive. Oh, that FDA. Oh, no, they said less than 1%, le- less yes. than 1% addictive. Yeah. And they were like, okay, yeah. FDA was like, oh, that's what does that even mean? mean? But guess what? Works 60% of the time every time. A year later, <laughs> that FDA agent was the, essentially on the board of science for Sockler. I'm sure. Making 250, 300 grand back in, I think that's, this is like 1996. So he goes from making a government salary to balling 
oh, out yeah. of control working for the Sockler family as yeah. their head of science. They just had something come out about them that they're not going to be protected in some lawsuit. I thought I saw there was some like no, they blur. are being protected. They, they are what being protected. Oh. Yeah, so what happened? They're it, clean. That clear. after this lawsuit, they've somehow their lawyer worked it out. I mean, that's what ha- the the when you have a lot of money that. Nobody can ever sue them for this ever again. Right. Like it's done. Like they shut it. I'm like, wow. Exactly. They, so they're just like, we're going to settle it. And the thing that's even worse is the people that are affected by it are not getting the money. The money's going to the states. Right. What the, and what, the state how? is supposed to be distributing to like West Virginia, you know how that's Maine, gonna work. Ohio, Kentucky, you know how that's going to work. All those states that really, one for really, you, two for me, one for you, five yep. for me. It's right. It's, Jesus. Well, that's Take exactly, a penny, leave a penny. That's exactly how the you know the IMF and the World Bank roll into these African yep. countries. They give a loan to the country as a whole. The dictator ends up getting all the money, gives pennies to the people, and maybe you know creates a power plant. But all that money goes into the dictator's pocket. Well, and, they've been you know, getting shut out of Africa here lately. Newland was just in Africa. And they sent her pack, and they're like, get out. Yep. We don't want any of your money. We don't want you to tell us what we have to indoctrinate our people with and what we have to, like, get out. Right. Well, I like this one theory because I one of my favorite podcasts is called No Agenda. I don't know if you guys, guys ever heard of that. I think they kinda I've like, heard of it. They call it de- Deconstructing uh, Media. Adam Curry, he used to be on MTV. He was yeah. on Headbangers Ball. He's yep. one of the hosts, and him and John C. Dvorak. And... What they what John C. Dvorak said is he was like, look, guys, he was like, this is a crazy like little like obviously I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he was talking about what if that Putin's on our is with us? Who would you at least expect to be part of, of the United States and doing the bidding of the United States? Because Russia's been in Africa big time. And the main person that we would want out is the CCP because they're all over Africa. Mm-hmm. It's natural resources over there. Oh, yeah. And then Russia did some things and they're like, well, we don't know how Russia, our agency. So you're telling me that all these agencies don't know how they're moving and strategically in Russia. You know damn well that they're following every single thing. So maybe that this whole thing that's happening is just another ploy for the United States because a lot of people on the right that are big Trump people believe like Putin's a good guy and I don't think so because they're huge in Russia on biometric IDs Mm -hmm. they also pushed the same thing that every country pushed and he was also uh, uh, a WEF young global leader Mm -hmm. back or and you can't find it you can look dig but there's some ceremonies that you could see a few things on and he was I think inducted as he was older so there's no real and him close to George W. Bush, you know what I mean? The, wearing that little uh, uh, outfit together, I just see that that's probably what they're doing. And that how, what better way? Because you start, they want the war, right? But Russia what, probably wants it as well because you're gonna like you're funding your your oligarchs. We're funding our oligarchs. Exactly. Perfect. Let's the wash. Well, Jeez, like um, you said, there's different factions. You have the kind of the old school Bush. What some people call the Nazi CIA, which is like leftover oh from Operation Paperclip, and there's a certain faction of the CIA the that, Brothers. that has kind of taken the torch from from that time, and then that's kind of like the Bush Clinton years, and you know that's when they were kind of majorly in power, and so you have these like people that the elite banking cartels all are kind of controlling all these other factions that, like Sean said. They're all fighting with each other every now and then. Sure. Sometimes they work together. Like on the backside, they're puppeteering both sides of this war. Oh, sure. Because guess what? 
not just the manufacturers of the military industrial complex companies making money from all that. The bankers are funding. All these groups are in the debt. The banks always make money. They're the, the ones. The banks always make money, and definitely in crisis do they make money. A hundred percent. That's what people don't talk about enough yeah. is you want to talk about the companies and the governments and you know these kind of you know secret black op programs yeah. and all these things. But at the top is where's the money coming from? It's yeah, all these follow money. It's all offshore banking cartels. Yeah, they had. Money. I think Coca Cola's had swastikas on them. You know what I mean? Like if they wanted to end World War II, why was uh, uh, Rockefeller sending oil to the Germans for these special oil they needed for right. the planes? Why was uh, again uh, that was uh, the Dulles Gen- brothers, General too. Ford, the OSS, uh, yeah, the OSS yeah. with John John uh, John Dulles and Alan. Alan John Dulles. and Alan Dulles, I believe. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but yeah, they were like, "Oh, there's nothing going on over here" because they were making money, like they were in special interest, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were <laughs> reporting back to the U.S. Like, no, there's nothing going on over oh, here. Well, even though, like, the whole like Nazi war regime is firing up, they would report back like it's it's cool, it's fine. Yeah, because they had a lot of business over there. They knew what was going on. Yeah. They knew about the death camps way yeah. before anybody. Yeah. They slow. I mean, them. but then they they did like you say, and Rockefeller was selling oil to the Nazis. Yeah, and car manufacturers. I mean, I know Ford. Um, yep, Ford was big in there. That they were selling car parts and and tank parts and wild stuff. Boeing, wild you know, stuff. was a part of a lot of things going on. Um, it's just. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, make a dollar. I know. Make a dollar. That that that's like where the, a lot of our I think our identity came as a country, unfortunately, because but like that don't let a crisis go to waste. But us as a country didn't realize that's what they were doing. They're thinking like, oh man, we're we're protecting everybody. We're oh, yeah. we have to police the world. You know, we we had to join World War Two, and maybe we did. I don't know, right? Like I can't. I'm not going to defend the Nazis. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not going to defend the Nazis. I'm not going to defend what they did. And I and I think, like I was saying earlier, a lot of that was real, and it was intentional to be real. And I'm sure they did that to experiment on people because they love to experiment on people. Yeah. That's what was happening in a lot of those camps. That's mm-hmm. how we got, you know, op, like you said, Operation Paperclip. And they brought more than just what they did with NASA. They brought this super soldier oh, yeah. programs. And that's because then after that, that's when we go. Oh, Russia got some of this stuff. We got some of this stuff. We're going to go head to head and that's when we saw the Cold War. And yep. that's why I think every now and then we get like these pissing contests with countries and leaders that are like, no, 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 I want to be in charge. No, 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 I want to be the king of the hill. No, no, no. We get into those. But in general, it's just bureaucrats. I don't know. Like I've been on this like kick and I've known this for a long time. But literally now I'm just like it's mainly bureaucrats yep. because if they believe the nonsense, the leader, look at the president. It's a new one every eight years, four years, uh, eight years at the most, four years. What do they really know? And now they, I see them as like the manager of the country where they're going to go out there and like, yeah, I know, you know, the economy's good, man. Don't worry about that. Gas can be a little bit cheaper. They're just trying to calm down everybody, right? But they're not going to the real people, the, the, someone that can make changes, a bureaucrat. And they're not going to change that because there's nepotism. And like you said, nepotism runs deep within the government. That's why you constantly see the same things. Look at how long Fauci was in charge of all that. Oh no matter, even though the, what happened with the AIDS epidemic and like everybody knows the bad things that happened and they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. AZT. Right, man. Probably telling the truth now. AZT <laughs> was killing people faster than AIDS and Fauci was way faster pushing that shit hard. I mean, that's and they the, stole that paper, right? The film that down that French. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of wild stuff that's still come 
got yeah, got a lot seen, of ways to go before it feels like uh, things are going to be understood. If you haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club? It's a great movie. Watch that. It's about that whole story. <laughs> you watch that. Or or uh, dope. Have you seen Dope Sick? Uh, yes. With Michael Keaton on Hulu, Ray also Man, haven't seen that yet. I know about it. But so good. I've not watched. Really, it. I like Michael Keaton too, man. He's Me a great too. actor, man. He's one of my Keaton's favorite. Man. Fantastic, Michael Keaton. <laughs> he's like one of those actors where you like he's kind of like my uncle, but he's not. Well, he was a stand-up. He feels like he's part of your family, but he's he could do it all though. He's like he could do a serious role. Oh, I mean, yeah. He went from Bat Batman to like <laughs> like you said, multiplicity. He can do it all, man. Mr. I love him. Great, Mr. All Classic. uh, What was the really strange one he did? Birdman. Yeah, I watched that recently with him and Edward Norton and a couple other. uh, uh, Naomi Woods is in it or whoever. Uh, Great film, but yeah, he's very versatile. It's in Spotlight. It's a great film. Yeah, I remember watching that one with uh, about the Boston uh, priests, pedophile ring. um, the Catholic priest. That yeah, yeah. Who's the guy that comes in, in as the boss? He's got a really interesting name on it. Liv Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Liv Schreiber's in that. Yeah, it's a great, great film. Very good film. Um, yeah, I don't know. Where do, where do you think all this is heading? Uh, because I see a lot of positive things. I mean, I see, you know, from time to time, there's some glimpses of of people starting to kind of, you know, work together. But it's I think it's just a matter of, like, getting through a lot of this propaganda and programming of of just really looking at the whole thing of we're kind of all being played oh for sure we're all being played i agree with that 100 percent. i think that that you're right i think a lot of people want to look at the bad parts a lot of times when i'm saying stuff i'm like yeah this is reality that people are trying to do some of this that doesn't mean we can't stop it Mm -hmm. and i think the way stop it is very simple. People have like some people laugh at me or they think like that's absurd. I think it's just treating people nicely, man, and having empathy towards our fellow man. Like hold the door open for somebody. Right. Say hello to the cashier. Like become hum- – stop dehumanizing each other. The more we can humanize each other and see the importance and the value that we're all connected, I think that's the way to roll. But what happens is when it's like, oh, he's he hates Trump. I hate him. Or he he, he loves Trump. I hate him. Or right. fill in the blank. Yep. We got to put that aside politics or if you believe the earth is round you believe the earth is flat you believe bigfoot's this we need to go back humanize each other and be like hey i disagree with you but i'm down to have a conversation with you unless it becomes something like you know detrimental where you're like i can't hear like it like you were saying earlier like if people are complaining all the time nonstop, and you're like hey man if you don't want any solutions you need to get away from me because yeah i'm solution oriented man and i think the best way to do it is being nice to each other man i do it through the whole pandemic like everybody was like, I had friends that were like yelling at people, like, I can't believe they're where you sheep, you sheep. I'm like, dude, what is that doing? That is reinforcing yeah. the image that they are seeing the people like me and you that have different perspective on what is going on right now. We don't know their lifestyle. We don't know what goes on with their life. We're not their doctor. Let them do their thing. And when I've seen people with masks, me not masking, sometimes they're a little bit, you know, swish away, away. But when I start talking to them and hold the door open from have, I see, they pull it down because yeah. I've now made them comfortable oh, with me and going, you know, he's a good guy. Why would he do that? And I think we've got to try our best. And I get it. We all have bad days. I'm not saying every day. But if we try to strive for that, I think that is going to be way more productive than anything else because nobody wants to listen to each other anymore. Like, let's have a discussion, a little debate, but don't take it personal. Yeah. And try to figure it out instead of just like going at each other's throat like, you're wrong. I have the answers. None of us do. 
Yeah. I'll tell you that. None well, of us do. It's, it's that social media disease too. Of like people are used to scrolling through feeds and they scroll through conversations the same way. Like, Oh, you right. said this, you hit this buzzword. That's not well, something I ever put in my feed. So I don't want to see it or hear it. Talk. Like, dude, have a conversation. What I can't stand is when someone takes one or two sentences out of a three hour podcast and they're like, see, this person's a racist or this person's <laughs> oh, this, yeah. like that drives me nuts. Like yeah. if you would pay, like, have you listened to this person cherry talk? picking of cherry? Have you picking. listened to the, the full conversation yeah. or the context of what this person has said in the past or going back 10 years in a tweet and crucifying someone because they said something dumb. I mean, I've said so much dumb shit in my life. I'm going to continue. I, I'm always learning and give me an opportunity to learn. Give me an opportunity to grow. If I said or believed things that were horseshit in the past. Yeah. And as I'm now older, I can look back and go, that was silly. But this I have is also one of the reasons now. to not feel so strong all Let the time. Let me grow. Well, but that's but that's don't, exactly. that's one of the things too. Don't that's why you know in. not to come in like I'm going to hold I'm on not to this. Dug in. This is the hill yeah. I'm dying on. I don't have a hill I'm dying on. No. I see a lot of hills out there, and I don't know which one's yeah. the right one. So I'm no, just well, looking have at them. You know, yeah, you be careful, <laughs> yeah, dude. But like being open to conversation, open to discourse, and open to hey, again, like if we're both on theories, that's one thing. If you can present me different facts and we can compare facts, that's another conversation. And but open are, to be wrong, though. Oh, like dude, that's the problem. Yes. Is that, it's fine. I know that I could be wrong and 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 be okay with like you said. Sometimes we'll, I'll, it'll change if new facts arise. Mm-hmm. My my ideas are going to change because it's yeah. going to refigure everything I'm thinking of. Right. It's it's ongoing. It's not set in stone. And right. too many people are rooted into these echo chambers and they're reinforced with each other where they're like patting each other back, circle right. jerking, like yeah, you're right, you're right, Dutch, yeah, we're Dutch right, windmill. we're right. And then they go to like people <laughs> like me and you or go to another group that disagrees with them and it's just toxic. They don't it's, know how to no deal with that either. Though, out, too. Then it name pump. Yeah. Yeah. But they exactly. don't know how to deal with discourse either. Yeah. They only know how to deal exactly. with reinforcement, not a, a a a pushback. And so again, that's one of those where it's like if you want to tell me why you believe what you believe or how you feel about something, that's great. And then that's where you actually get to reinforce why you feel that. It's like when you learn anything too. Like if I te- teach you or tell you something that I'm learning with my work or on guitar or whatever, me telling you about it will reinforce my understanding and learning of it. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that in in discourse and politely enough to like educate somebody else, then it's not like you're not really learning anything. You're just like, like dogmatically indoctrinating this rhetoric. That's not thinking. Well, they're parodying a lot of stuff, and you see that a lot with right. uh, whether it was like what was happening in 2020, or you see with flat earther people, or you see on left or right, you see uh, the same patterns over and over, like almost identical of what they're saying. You're like, dude, we've heard these talking points. You're right. not even coming up with something unique yourself. And we've mentioned a lot of times we had uh, Mario from uh, Symbolic. I'm probably going to mess up whatever. <laughs> I always mess up people with some, but he's cool, dude. And he did an episode with us called uh, the Flat Earth Rings. We call it the Flat Earth Rings. And he has this whole system of he believes that there's all these rings, like nine rings. And they like go with the Zodiacs or 12 rings, whatever, inner rings. And they're, they're all separated. They're all these own okay. worlds. Hey, man, I'm not saying that that's true or not true. That's interesting. You you brought it into where you're like, hey, the stars do matter still. Hey, the zodiac signs do matter still. This does still matter. So you brought a whole new element, uh, uh, a new angle that has me thinking like, I'm not saying it's true, but now I'm yeah. going to look into it more because I'm like, that's interesting. That does mm-hmm. kind of make sense. You logic. When you were talking about Tartaria earlier, like we did an episode on Tartaria, right? And then, and they we talked about how like when you see 
they said Tartarus, right? And that's yep. supposed to be like, but it, it, it means land undiscovered. You know what I mean? Right. That's what it means when it's written on a map. And then when you tell somebody because they're so invested, because that's their life right now. It's a lot of these people that are not interesting enough. They tag on to something. Same thing with like the the alphabet people, right? They 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 hang on to this thing that that's their identity. I always like your gender is not your identity, man. That is just a small portion. Your identity is this yeah. whole like onion, like that you got to peel off all these layers to. If yeah. you're tied down to saying your gender or some topic is your whole identity, you got a yeah. problem. And yeah. you got to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, anybody that's yeah. done psychedelics, if you ever had an ego death, that's something that you learn real fast is that you've built up this idea of what you think your identity and is. who you are. And then you actually realize that all of that is horseshit. Yeah. That <laughs> you've been building up and creating your, you know, hey, I'm the this this cameraman, this director, I'm this, you know, this person that's interested in the arts. I'm 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 Mike, I'm Justin, I'm Sean, I'm whoever it is. It's like that's not really you. Yeah, I'm this like whatever you know, this space is that it lives with inside my head just behind my eyes. I don't know what it is, but that consciousness, that awareness, that's what I am. Like all this is like this Kind of like biological robotic body, right? To me, like, well, I think it also comes helping down me experience to, the world and 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 life and go through all these uh, different, you know, moments. It comes down to perception and perspective. So mm -hmm. the perception of is like, hey, this is how the world should be through my eyes, but then the perspective is what people ignore of the whole the big old picture of it. Oh you know? yeah, they're yeah. seeing that small little lens through their eyes. And not realizing, hey, man, it could be, there's so many more ideas. I remember, like, because I've been rapping for a long time, when I hit, like, 30s, and, you know, you've had a lot of, like, struggles. You're just like, man, this is not, it's not going the way I want it to go. Oh, yeah. And later on, you, you know, you could see, like, hey, I probably should have did this. I should probably done that, which would help me a, a lot more in doing podcasting because now, uh, you know, it was kind of not the same thing, but similar ways of routes to go to. But when there came a point, I think it was probably like about when I was 35 or 34, something like that, where pretty much I wasn't doing any music at all. And that had become the main focus of my life. Like everybody knew me for that. Like, oh, this guy's going to rap right now. Oh, this guy's going to freestyle over here. Hey, he's going to oh, do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I moved to a new area. I'm in Michigan now where I don't really know anybody. So it was like this weird transition for me where I'm just like, what am I? Like, right? Like, I, yep. if I don't do that, what do I do? Mm -hmm. So I can have some empathy for the people that are attached to that. But what yeah. I suggest is de-root yourself. I think, it, like you said, either have to with like, yeah, like I, I did a lot of psychedelics as well through my life. And I think de-rooting yourself and killing that ego and trying to get perspective of like, well, what is this? What am I doing? Why yeah. do I have to be this? It really, I, in my opinion, it made me a much better person. Not that I was a bad person. I'm saying for me to excel and to achieve what I want to achieve, now I had more understanding of it because I wasn't rooted in anything anymore. I was like, yeah, you know, this could be. I've always had that mentality. I always play devil as advocate. I've always tried to critically think. But now I'm just like kind of really being accepting more of like, there's some things that I would shut down right away, right? And I still do. Like someone like, if you're, I will entertain you saying the CGI planes, whatever, for a little bit. But <laughs> once I start showing but when I have evidence to show the other way, it's hard for me to continue yeah. that conversation when you're not accepting my evidence. Now I'm like, okay, well, we can't talk yeah, because right. there's for no sure. reason for us to go back and forth. 
because you're so rooted. And I think that people need to deroot themselves or, or ego death, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. No, it's you real. Root yourself from those real. things and get away from echo chambers, man. The echo chambers reinforce too much stuff. And with these online chats, we're seen on Facebook, Instagram constantly, where they're just patting each other on the back. And that's why we do get a lot of flack on our show and on Instagram because we have a wide range of people. Yeah. So we'd like to piss. My goal is to piss every single one of them off at some <laughs> point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. But here's the thing. You mentioned perspective earlier, and that's one reason I love history. And I've read, you know, the a lot of books like what happened after uh, you know, World War II and how countries were created and literally like the power structures just essentially made all these lines and now we're supposed to say that India is this and Pakistan is this and and these countries were just literally created out of thin air. And to know like how many things of our modern time was just literally created after World War II and having that perspective of like I've looked into history. I've I've read a lot about how authoritarian governments come to be. And a lot of it is through this kind of veil of communism or, or socialism or or you know the fascist dictators, how they come up. And it's this it's always slow gonna help you boy always like hey and protect you. Up. And protect you. So uh, when I can see, you know, Yuri Gargari, the the Russian KGB agent that gave that interview, and we talk about this all the time uh, in the, the 1980s, and you can look that it might be scrubbed from the internet now, but he tells you the no, playbook. No, it's still there. Go to Bit Shooter Rumble, you'll find it. It's there. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Um, but you know, you kind of see these long games that people, like you said, these different factions that have been running, and you know, when something pops up about this UAP, like why the government's so involved and now coming out. I look back to all these other little tricks that I've seen in the past and read about in history and your eyebrow has to raise. So kind of having that foundation of, of what happened in the past is so important for me to understand when things like COVID and, and this UAP thing start popping up that you can go, there's something weird about what's going on here. And I don't know what it is, but my spidey senses are tingling a little bit that this is Oh, there's tons. Not there's right. there's a, there's enough weird things like I don't even I have to like hold myself back because I don't even want to like fully launch into it head right. on because it just it's exhausting to it's not exhausting. It's just well, one how do you of those, go from complete denial to like a like I see this one funny TikTok, this guy goes like, Hey Jared. He's like, Yeah. So I we're not doing the student loan thing, man. And he's like all right, thanks for telling me, man. Like, and he's like, but there's aliens. He's all, we got a guy, we got the guys. He's all, you got guys? Yeah, you got guys. He's all, is that going to help us? Nah, but we got guys. Aliens are real. <laughs> it just ends, you know what I mean? And I was like, that's the perfect, really what it is, is they just want to throw it out there. And I still think, because I'm big on interdimensional. That's just me personally. That's like one yeah. of my things. I think there's so many aspects that we could believe in. That. And that's where like, I get into like, even like cryptids. I think there's a lot of interdimensional aspects. Hmm? But more than just that, that's not the only thing. But so I think there is aliens, but I think they're different than what we think of. Okay. But I think they're presenting it as this threat. And, mm -hmm. and this might be a seed. Like people think like, oh, this is going to happen next year. This could be something that they're planning for 40 years. Like, hey, in 40 years. Because technology is not as advanced as people would like to think. It is advanced. It has got a lot. And I know people go, yeah, but you don't know the technology they got. And I get that. But I still don't think it's there. Like the AI scare, right? That's what it reminds me with the aliens. They're like, oh man, we all got it. All the, everybody that's important in AI, Elon and everybody that's has it. We need to stop. We need to slow down. 
it's going to get too crazy. No, 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 no. We're catching up to you. The working class, because there was a lot of reports that people were hacking into like uh, those Pixel phones yep. and, and doing their own AI with ChatGTP and making their own versions of stuff. And they're like, hold up, we need to regulate this right. because we need to push other people out of the market. We need to tucker them. I don't know if you guys know about the tucker, right? What? Like the, the automobile that like uh, was during like, I think it was like the 50s or 60s. That there's this guy Tucker that was coming out with the automobile and he was telling people like, hey, here's the design pay me now, I'm going to get, you know, kind of a prepay. Crowdfund. Well, Chrysler. Crowdsource, yeah. It, yeah, crowdsource basically, which now is all cool, but well, Chrysler and GM like, and Ford and all, Chrysler and GM were like, huh, they're going to do that. They sued him. And and he only, I think only 60 or something like that. They put him through court so long. They made the guy go broke. Company went under. Yeah. No more... No more Tucker. Tucker doesn't exist. Mm, right. Now now you can, I mean, you could buy one, but they're super expensive because they're a rare car. Right. But you see, he tried to go up against the big boys who were already yeah. established. And I think that we see that quite a bit. Well, that and happened that's what to we're Elon seeing. for a long time. Well, John DeLorean. Well, John DeLorean. DeLorean. That's a fantastic documentary. Hey, and Another DeLoreans are coming back, baby. Yeah, but Those John, cars are coming back. Here. John DeLorean, dude, he was the all-star, superstar designer, engineer at GM, Ford. He had worked for everybody. He went out on his own, and dude, they went it, it, after it, it, DeLorean. When he started getting legit funding, they made sure that no one would do, like, they had those cars ready to come out off of the off the line and basically they threw up every roadblock possible through the media through government to stop mm-hmm. DeLorean from producing they'll those smear, cars they'll smear you they'll talk about like hey you they'll make lies about you yep. like they did the same thing with Tucker like they were yep. they were terrible. telling him like you know he's a terrible person or hey look how he's taking advantage of everybody because at that time there wasn't really crowd sourcing as it is now so like people thought bad of it and that's what they're doing with ai i'm telling you man like they they know that that us regular people have that technology we can do our own we don't need them and they don't get to uh uh, get all the mass money that they want because it's now centralized all the money instead it would be a little trickles here and there everybody make their own little ai versions but yeah they're kind of censoring chat gpt in a way too like there's someone that's programming that algorithm that there's certain things that ChatGPT won't do for you. Sure. So it's already oh. kind of censored in a way well, where they, they don't want those open source ChatGPTs chat like Sean's talking about, where that was, uh, Michio Kaku talks about it. Where mm-hmm. I don't you know, think you want AI to just get it out they don't on the want, internet. And like some free. people want that open source technology, but then you have. I'm saying AI just, as an entity, like if it got out, like if an actual like sentient AI like process got but out I, onto that's the net what and then jumped about, into like right. the cloud somehow. And then I only like, think the only possibility of it being sentient is it actually having, if we want to go into like the paranormal world, like I feel like if a fallen angel or some entity actually. I don't think it can. I think the way that AI, this is how I picture AI taking over, is just human beings not being smart enough. Like, be like, I don't know. The AI said that we have to go in into this pit. We'll die, but it says that this is the only way to live. Like, the people that had the GPS, and they even made fun of it on the office, <laughs> where they use the GPS, and it's like, turn right. But there's a lake. Turn right. You got to turn right. People have died from following their GPS. Sure. Because it takes a into the wrong place. So just imagine that. that if we're like now, 20 years from now, they're like, ask yeah. the AI, the emperor AI, AI says you must eat rocks. And they're like, I guess that's what we got to do, man. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> driving to a lake, eat rocks, whatever it's telling yeah. you to do. I hope not. Now talk about not critical. Well, we won't thinking. because we're going to be like, 
It's because we see the Wizard of Oz, so we're gonna be like, "Hey, man, there's a guy behind there." Like, you know yeah, I mean? we, but the but the generations that don't know about that kind of stuff that like aren't critically thinking, which I think they're trying to extinguish critical thinking and creativity, because I think creativity comes with critical thinking. Because mm-hmm. if you're looking at like talk, my big argument for a lot of these platforms is the lack of creativity, where it's the same NPC like shows. What you're seeing is like repetitive over and over like i don't know if you guys seen that yes 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 gang 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 like that kind of stuff it's literally come to like i know people were talking crap about like simpsons and family guy like hey this is this is bad for kids i'm like dude this is what's bad because it's killing all creativity it's not creative what they're doing they just sit in front of us i i see people making so much money and like because my brother's big into pokemon cards too he's trying to do it but they just unwrapping pokemon cards yeah and they're making a killing Right. I don't understand. Yeah. And, you know, you have a lot of shows, and I won't mention them, but some sh- some of these shows that are just huge on YouTube, and it's like, wow, you look at, like, who is this guy? I mean, is he just a guy that's some indie dude that just decided to make this show? Oh, no, he's <laughs> a former TV host. He used to be oh, in yeah. bed with Nickelodeon. Who? Or used to, I'm not going to mention oh. any names of this show, but it's also a giant podcast and that has deals with iHeartRadio. You look into it and it's like, no, no, you're not just some indie dude making this cool show about, which is, it, it's Fortean. It's all Fortean style of, of you know, the stuff that we cover. Uh, this show covers all of those. I'll talk to you about, about all the fair. show. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'll also, I think they also take like podcasts like us and you guys and uh, not take it, but like see our ideas. And they try to replicate it, but to their benefit, whether it be just some guy or people behind it. Because I do think they want to saturate the waters and they want to dilute us to where we're insignificant because there's not a lot of critical people in our space as much anymore. And we've seen that, like I was talking about polarizing issues, even beyond politics. When we're talking about aliens, people are poli- like, you know what I mean? They're polarized yeah. over. It has to be this way. They have to come from the ocean or they right. have to come from space. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know. And instead of just us having a discussion, yeah, it could be, it's probably both. You know what I mean? I mean, they're probably, it, it us could be both. It could be all, it could be a couple. They've been here. There's so many possibilities, but people are so worried about being right. You know what I mean? They have to be right. They're like, I have to be right, man. Cause I guess that, that goes back to that rooting where their identity is based on them being right. And if they're not right, who are they? What are they? And they're afraid of that. And instead of going head on and saying, you know what? I'm just going to go head on. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep building myself. They're they're sheltering themselves. And I think that's also from the parenting. And the parenting is like that from the propaganda. Hey, there's terrorists. There's school shootings. Oklahoma City bombing. In the last 40 years of our lives, how much have we seen? War on drugs. Seen a you lot know, of stuff. Uh, the West Coast, East Coast beef. Uh, Bloods and Cribs. Mm-hmm. To like... Waco. We could go forever. Waco, uh, Ruby Ridge. Ruby you know Ridge. I mean? 9-11. They just had this guy the, the other day they took out. Did you see that one? Yeah. I don't even know much about that, that, but man, that's wild. In Utah, I haven't dug super. I haven't got into very light topically. Yeah. It's just Ruby Ridge situation. They took this dude out. Yeah. Well, the ATF is involved. No, no, not Ruby Ridge. Just the other day in Utah. All right. Right. But I'm just saying the ATF is always the ones that are trying to find the gun and that they, 
That was the debacle was the ATF with Ruby Ridge. I think it's because they show up and they take the alcohol with the firearms and then they start shooting them. Well, then the FBI shows up and they add gas to the That's what I'm saying. ATF shows up and they're like boozing and shooting guns. They're like, all right, let's go. Yeah, I don't know. Because David Rush was no saint whatsoever and he probably was a groomer as well because it's always weird. Why why is every cult leader, it's like, to be a co-leader, like, yeah, I got to sleep with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would super deter me. I'm like, wait, what? They're yeah. like, hey, you want to be in this cult, but I got to sleep with your wife? I'm like, no, nah, yeah. man. Yeah, no, like, I think I'm no. good. But that always happens <laughs> good. after, like, grooming you forever. And then sure, all of a sure. sudden, hey, by the way, I'm the Messiah, and I yeah. need to bang your yeah. wife. That's not happening. Yeah, hey, I had a... I just found out, guys. I, I didn't know this earlier. I'm the Messiah. Oh, crazy, right? I'm gonna have to have you give me all your wives and your money. Anything you have. I'm in charge now. And Jeez, <laughs> oh man. man, yeah. And how many cults have been completely psyop, sci- you know, oh, psychological operations that got out of control? Well, that's or what tactics, I think. You know, a lot testing of ground. What all this has made me been thinking in the back of my head. The like background thought has been the whole like uh, uh, Kaczynski. Going to school, mm-hmm. being kind of put into those indoctrinations, MK altered, and I think it's stuff like that is leaking through into the social media world and yeah. into everyday life. And again, even like Facebook, life log, Facebook, right? Like Facebook is life log. They are basically synonymous government program that turned into a hey, what is I mean, Facebook? It's, it's a giant ended, database. And the next one started the next day. It's a giant <laughs> that, database. That's why I don't like people debate that. Yeah. Well, and what did we talk about? You know. Uh, a couple times too is like you know the whole concept of like if you're getting a free service you're the product like mm-hmm. they're getting something from you our data now is the most valuable thing product. out there yeah more valuable than oil and gold and- your personal data of what they can find out about how how they can get money from you in some way or forecast in the future and how they can get money come from back you, whatever around it is. to Bernays it's all marketing exactly mm-hmm. exactly it's this giant giant system that got spun up and is really uh, wild how it works. Cause it's big. That's all money. And these plans have been for a long time. I, it, it's these different that they've wanted to have the data, but the, you know, to control with data, which is pretty much since like the early 1900s, but you couldn't do that. Right. You couldn't sure. just, cause there's no way you were in. So they had to slowly integrate their way into people's homes, like with TVs and movies. And then when we have the internet and then they control it though, but at the same time, these things become double-edged swords because we can also wield them. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't think they expected us to be so good with the internet. I think that's why they're censoring and trying to do their best to eliminate a lot. Like we did a... I don't know if you guys ever dabbled into the dead internet theory where like what? you go in... Oh, it's called the dead internet theory. We did a whole episode about it. And basically what it is, is the internet is not as large as you think it is. Uh, this one dude does an experiment like he puts pizza in my town, right? It says, hey, oh, we got 50 million. I'm not precise on the numbers, but you could try this yourself. Put like pizza or put truck. And it says, hey, there's 50 million pages of this. But in actuality, there's really only 14. It's, it starts putting the same information over and over and over again. They've wiped off a lot of, a lot of sites have been killed. Hyperlinks don't connect anymore. Mm-hmm. So how it used to be the Wild West of where you're like, remember how we used to all go to like, oh, this site. Oh, I never heard of that site. Oh, I go to this site. There's so many multitudes of sites. Now everything's been centralized. Go to Facebook, you go to Instagram, you go to Twitter or X now, right? Uh, X or whatever that may be. Most of these social media platforms, that's where you get you get your news. That's where you get your entertainment. You, it's been centralized right. when you used to go everywhere. And to come to find out that a lot of these other sites have been 
either neutralized because of a bad hyperlink because they're not up, uh, the upkeep wasn't there or because they get some strange like copyright. Oh, at one point this website played a song from blah, 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 or a movie clip and they find ways to eliminate these sites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yep. copyright lawyers. So there you go. There you go. If yep. you've ever looked into copyright Patent lawyers, laws. dude, oh, yeah. they are hitmen. Those motherfuckers oh, yeah. don't play. They will take your entire nut, your entire company, and just completely eliminate you as a business owner, as an entity. I mean, it's unbelievable. And they'll find the tiniest little things within that law that will uh, – Adam Curry, you know, you brought up – Adam Curry's the the podfather. I mean, he, he when he was yep. inventing podcasts, essentially the protocol, which he basically just gave to Apple, and Apple did the made the mistake of not monetizing it when they could have – and Steve Jobs just loved it and made it free. But Adam Curry invented podcasting, basically. And uh, what he had talked about was, um, you know, how er- in the early days, how they would basically were just screwing with him and and mm-hmm. constantly getting because they were so worried about that kind of open source idea and the technology that he was developing. Um it's it's because he made the pod he made the podcast index and that's yes. what he gave to Apple. Right. And that's and that's what he's doing now still. And then that's what I love their show. That's what that's kind of like what inspired me to do all this is because they have like this different outlook. And I love when people are trying to do something different. Like they do the value for value thing. I love that. I think that's incredible. And then he's also working on that podcasting 2.0, yeah. which we all will be on because we're all in the pod podcast index. Right. So we're there's a bunch of new and I've been promoting them a lot too. We actually tell people to go to our page a lot to because it's like, why do we want you to go to Apple? It's cool. Like obviously if you're gonna listen on Apple cool, listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to say don't listen. Same thing's podcast, uh, Spotify and all that, but we want you to go explore more. Stop centralizing. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do and everything, right? Everybody goes to YouTube. That's why like when YouTube cancels people or kills their account, we're stuck. Like, oh man, what are we going to do? Everybody yeah. goes to YouTube. Mm-hmm. We have to get the public perception to be like, we don't all have to be on YouTube. There's plenty of other sites, BitChute, Odyssey, yeah. Rumble. That's just the main ones that we know about. I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of more. But those get such bad reputations for being these like Trumper, QAnon, Havens. It's like, well, it ended up becoming more conservative because they're getting censored so bad. And a lot of those yeah. shows, like even Tinfoil Hat and some of those, like those definitely are not. I mean, Sam Tripoli's a wild man. Love He's him to death. Crazy. But you can't say but. Sam's a, a QAnon or a Trumper yeah. or any of those things. He's just and, a very bombastic those get that personality. label of being a place where all these QAnoners are. So if you're over on Rumble or BitChute and, and it's like, well, people are forced over there because they're getting censored so bad on Facebook yeah. and YouTube. And it just so happens that the right, the conservative people are the ones getting censored. So they're the ones leaving at this moment, and going to yeah. run. At, at, so it becomes a bigger numbers. echo yeah. chamber to yeah. me. It's, it becomes a bigger echo. It's yeah, like, like a with forced our, what division. Was that, what was that one? That Remember that like uh, supposed to be a Twitter parlor, right? Parlor. I, I checked it out for like a week. And yeah. I was like, Jesus, man, this is a huge echo chamber. Like even yeah. though Twitter can be toxic, right? But I kind of like that. They're, like that's why I like our, how we're fortunate enough to how we built our Instagram page where there's so many people. Like some people yeah. are strictly geopolitical and we start talking about aliens. They're like, get out of here. Psyop. You know what I mean? And then don't care. there's people that if we don't talk about like uh, uh, too much geopolitical, they're like, oh, you need, what about the occult angle of this? So I do like that they challenge it because you don't want the same 
thing. I don't want someone to go, yeah, you're right. I don't want that. I don't want to be praised. I don't want to be idolized either. Like I tell, I, we're really big against idolization. And I think that's the other piece that people are idolizing people they don't know that right. don't care about them. Yeah. Like you're, you're idolizing Trump or, and it's not even just Trump. I have my own thoughts about him and I, and I get why people win for him, but that's how they get it. So now we have labels. So without Q, you wouldn't have this like, Oh, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. and to me, that's the blueprint of what we're going to label as a domestic terrorist yep. is this right leaning, right. All uh, alt right crazy lunatic incel that just wants to like kill people because of what he saw in 4chan. Then now we have a blueprint of a domestic terrorist, but then they're going to label everybody. And we're already kind of seeing some of that because you're seeing anybody that goes against the establishment. We hear about the conservatives nonstop, but what we don't hear a lot in mainstream media and even the conservatives bring up is that there's anybody that goes against the establishment. There's people that are just leaving the left and trying to be like in the middle and go for Green Party or go for Libertarians or yeah. any other party. And they get censored and they get oh, yeah. yep. for yep. the same things. Because what is done to you will be done to me. You know what I mean? That's, That's the People thing. forget that when these laws happen. Yeah, because when you're on the other side of it, you're not going to like when that group is in power. Guess right. what? They're going to use those same rules, Tactics. laws to, wings, to censor you. And that's why it's all so important that we uphold the freedom of speech, not censoring people. You know, I'm I'm pretty I have a pretty hard stance on on that because I mean you I've listened to a lot of constitutional lawyers, people that have have stood up in court for the Ku Klux Klan and I I can't mm -hmm. stand that shit. Fuck all those guys. But you do have these guys that will stand up for their right to speech, even though it's not the speech any of us want. Or want to hear someone be a racist yeah. piece of garbage. Right, right. But these constitutional lawyers will stand up for their right to say that. What you need is more speech. You need someone like Sean or, you know, someone like my brother-in-law to go up and, and talk to those people. Right. Um, but think about this. One of the things that I think, <laughs> do we still even do it in schools? Debate. Is there still a debate team? Do we still even do debates? I don't know. It's I'm like not it's sure. not something that we're allowed to do anymore. Pretty much. There's a right and a wrong. There's no debating yeah. anymore. There's no figuring out the new yeah, or things. You right? said this, you're done. I'm, I, I'm taking, I'm canceling you, or yeah, you know, coming after you for yeah. saying this or this instead of, hey, well, you know, you might be wrong, or you should not wrong, but you should think about it this way. Right. I don't know. It's Is there a famous story of the ACLU, like some? Uh, I think it was uh, a Jewish lawyer for the ACLU. Yeah actually promoted and it was like a nazi i'm not sure if it was nazi or kkk but some kind of white supremacist thing that he totally disagreed with yeah and he's not with them whatsoever and he like you said he went to court and pushed it and said hey because if they silence him they could silence me absolutely we don't that's have the silence. whole point yes that's the whole point and everybody you know people talk about oh well, what what should we do with all these right-wing extremists that are going on twitter and going on all these and, and they're <laughs> They're indoctrinating young kids that don't know any better, and I see that point totally. It's like someone that isn't available, uh, doesn't have the ability to critically think for themselves, might look at what that person's saying, and it resonates with them, and then next thing you know, they're in some white right-wing extremist group, and I get that. Some people are going to get sucked into that world, but at the same time, you know, you can't just end those groups or those people in terms of like, you know, uh, I guess you can say because people are going to buy into stuff regardless, you know, but to take them completely off parents, the platform. Not having people because 
Yeah. The parents aren't put, but but parents should be restricted. You know what I'm saying? You, not restricting. Exactly. Like, my, my daughter, well, thankfully, like my daughter's older now. She's like going to be 21 this year. So I have little nephews though, and I have nieces and it's just like watching what they're doing. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you in? Like, have an open relationship. And, and you know, they, they said a long time ago, I think Hillary Clinton was saying like, hey, uh, children should be raised by a village. I disagree with that term. But what I've come to the uh, my own spin on it is by a tribe. Because a tribe is usually like a family, close-knit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A sure, village is just share similar anybody, beliefs. like a neighbor right. that you don't even know that has no interest. Right. Everybody that's in tribe is usually invested in every single person that's in the tribe right so you need that like you need an uncle sometimes you need an aunt to put you in line you need a grandpa yeah it's more than just parents and sometimes i think that's what's happening that's why i don't want to go too bad on parents because i think they're in a bad position at times and right. if they're not getting the right tools they can't see the way to go and sometimes it's a single mom or a single dad right. or or two parents are just holding on they don't have the family structure that you need and you need to build that because nobody's paying attention they're just throwing phones to their kid of course they're going to be in go uh, alt left or alt right or these extremist groups because no one's paying attention At and home. all they really want is attention that's right Bingo. that's right that's right and, and they one. haven't been taught i mean yep. i see it my kids you would never find them in those forums you know the 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 forum or the the groups on Twitter or Facebook. My ki- you have to teach racism to them. They have friends from all backgrounds. I mean, our whole family is very diverse background, and they grew up seeing different people that looked different, that had different skin colors, that have you know different uh, backgrounds. Their grandfather oh, yeah. being Hindu, constantly, and, yeah. And so you have to teach. them. They don't know any better. No. They don't know any different. So you know what you I mean? Like them. What I mean is, at we the grew pool up, party yesterday, we didn't have anybody different looking, and you had all them kids in the pool. And every single yeah. one of them was different in some way. You're not going to find my kids on one of those platforms yeah. getting into those groups because it starts like Ever. Sean was saying. Because they don't have that filter. But those right-wing extremist groups are the ones. Right. They're looking at the kid that doesn't have the father at home that's teaching him these things and didn't grow up with this open mind of, you know, we're all one or we're all, we all want the same thing. Or socioeconomic get, too, if you're in a, you know. They're poor. Right. And you're there's, your parents well are both off. on drugs. That kid comes into these or groups. Or even both and, working and, 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 you know, they work nights. And sometimes that's the case too. It's just like low income and they're not able, they're doing their best. That's why it's not always like it's these right. bad parents. I mm-hmm. get no, it. Sure, sure. Sometimes make it. Yep. But when you also have like bad talking points by like, again, I'm going to bring up those fresh and fit guys. At one point they said, you know, and I understand their point. They're, he's saying like, hey, you know, it's a bad investment for a man to get into a relationship with a single mother, right? Yeah. Because that kid, you don't have the the authority of that kid, which I, I agree. I think that if you are going to, especially a marriage, you have to be able to have some kind of authority over that child or you're not going to, you're not going to help them. But my argument that, and he's just saying it's so bad, like you should never, they always say you should never date a single mother. But then I started to think in the same breath, they're also saying, hey, all these kids are messed up because of single mothers. Well, why don't you step up and be a man yep. and go ra- help raise that kid? And I'm not saying mm-hmm. it will work in every circumstance. Like if they're not going to allow you to actually be a parent, then, right. then don't be in that situation. But <laughs> if they are, then you need right. to. And maybe that child needs that. Right. And instead of just saying, oh, they're a single mother. Well, let's fix the problem. No, because again, you don't want solutions. You want to complain. You want to just like the guy that's at work. That's like, I hate this job. You've been here yep. 25 years. And for the whole 25 years, you say they hate this job. You know, there's other jobs, right? Quit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Go somewhere else. I mean, American History X. In that movie, those kids were both growing up 
perfectly balanced. They had a good family. Their father dies, and down the road, guess who steps in? They get chipped away at. The yeah. guy steps in, be- takes them under their wings, oh, yeah. starts feeding poison into the older brothers, yeah. into the older brother's head. He eventually brings his younger brother into the whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. has to go to prison to realize that you know he meets a African American cellmate and basically realizes that everything he's been taught is complete horseshit. And that his father wasn't there to pull him out of that. And it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're going to meetings and then you're going to these like metal shows. Yeah, but you could have a father that's just absent and get in the same vein. Sure. That's what I just said. You can. Yeah, Yeah, you can have that too. Or also because like I I always, uh, I'm very blessed. Like my, my dad died when I was 12 years old, right? But the benefit that I had of it is that he installed so many things in those 12 years that like that is irreplaceable. Now, did I have a bad time for a little bit when it first happened? Like, was it? Yeah, there was a long stretch period because I started becoming stubborn because you lose your authority. It it changed everything. But luckily that I had a dad that loved me so much that installed things that later on when I was able to pull myself out of the bull crap, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should be like this. And and with a great mom too, like it it takes a a combo. But what I'm saying is that you got to install these. Like, we might not be here forever. So let's install it as soon as possible. Let's not Mm -hmm. let them be a jerk. Let's let them be kind and empathetic towards other people let's teach them that people to not dehumanize each other right if we don't like you said it's all taught i'm with you racism is taught it's taught like i wasn't taught racism so i didn't i didn't think of it right, like yeah. now i now talking to people later down the road and them telling me like hey this person treated me like this okay i can say invalidate that that is a thing but right. of course i was oblivious to it because i didn't know there was any different mm-hmm. I, I still today everybody if you're good to me, I'm going to be good to you. You show me respect, I'm going to show you respect. Yep. Respect and loyalty are what I was taught. Those are the most important things in this world. But don't be loyal to people that aren't loyal to you. But if they're loyal to you and they respect you, give it back. And that's what we're lacking. We're lacking people to actually step up and be men. And a lot of people blame it on the women. I think it's men. And I'm not trying to put it all on men's shoulders. What I'm saying is that break out and critically think, get out of this box and Maybe you have to be that stepdad for that kid if yep. you want the world to change. And if you don't, then don't try to then don't complain about it because right. you're complaining about it and you're not coming up with any solutions. Yep. These kids need people. Go be a mentor. You don't have to be with a single mother necessarily. Go into one of those big brother programs. Go into something that you're contributing back to this world. If you're not, you're just a complainer. And we don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> Dude, solid. Beautifully said. Well said. Sean, Chris, thank you Damn, so man. much, man. We're, I think we're going to wrap this up. I think you nailed like, it right on the head there. That the was end. beautiful. Yeah. What a way to end the show. Um, Sean, if you want to just let us know one more time where we can find you, um, a little bit more about uh, the show, the social medias, and uh, we'll wrap this baby up. Yeah, well, you can find us all at killthemockingbirds.com or check us on Instagram. Kill the Mockingbirds podcast or Sean Music, uh, Sean Music, Sean Chris Music on Instagram. That's where you can find all like my music and stuff. You can find Sean Chris on all music streaming platforms, whichever one you choose. We have a, a variety of shows. We got uh, me and Joel doing the flagship show every Thursday, Kill the Mockingbirds. Every Monday, you get a little nice little surprise with some ginger snaps. Joel Thomas going off on a nice little rant on somebody. And then you got Wednesdays. Conspiracy Gangster with me breaking down the propaganda that we see every day on the news. And with our other two monthly shows, we got Shadow Band Syndicate with Juan Ayala. And then we got Floating Mushrooms with our buddies Jay and Justin from Cryptids of the Corn, all on the same platform. Come check us out. You can find it all at killthemockingbirds.com. Dude, great stuff. Awesome. 
Thank you again, Sean, Chris, everybody. That was Brother. excellent. Dude, Sean, you rock. Much hey, love. Thank you hey, for stopping Great conversation. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Anytime, anytime. And, and we'll be back. We're going to outro the show. Don't say, uh, don't go anywhere, Sean. We'll be right back. But Sean, Chris, everybody, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Freaking unbelievable Put conversation. Put a bow on that one. Yeah, that was dope, man. I love getting in deep. You know, like I said, th- these were, this is always a fun one for me because we don't always get to explore these kind of conversations. So no, I feel no. light. I feel refreshed. And uh, I feel like. I just um, like good conversation. I like thought provoking conversation. I want to yeah, like think a little I bit. I want to turn the gears. I I don't yeah. want the, I don't want the easy, like, oh, you don't agree with me on this. Well, we don't talk or I don't. That's dismissive to me. I like conversation that gets stimulated and we get further with something or we come out of it with a deeper understanding between the two of us. We go, hey, man, yeah, like we really worked something out there, like figured something out there. Like otherwise it's all Truman Show shit and it's all figured out already for you. Mm -hmm. Everything's predetermined. All the feelings and interpretations you should have is already decided for you. Yeah. And we need to push back. Like if it doesn't seem right, probably isn't. Push back a little bit. Right. Everybody kind of just goes along to get along and it's like, I've been over that. You grow through what you time. go through. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, very thought provoking yeah. episode here tonight. Brain Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you guys go check out Necro Mechanimal on Instagram, doing all the post show edits for us. Absolutely. Um, just always crushing it. He does a bunch of awesome art for other podcasts that you should go check out as well. You guys can find us at The Strange Road on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are uh, the Facebook group, Stranger Road Hitchhikers. Uh, like, subscribe, share that this video on YouTube. Uh, if you guys enjoy the podcast and you're listening on whether it's Spotify, Apple, leave that five-star rating. We really, really appreciate that. It does help out the show a lot. And uh, thank you for sh- your support. We appreciate uh, it. It's been a good one. We try to make it fun, entertaining, informative. Thought-provoking every time. Absolutely. Did I miss anything? No, I think Stoner and Disbro, oh. as always, riding deep in Master Control. The and best of the there best. They there are. they are. What's happening? Hard fellas? at work, man. Look at all the heat coming out of there. <laughs> it's just emanating. It's just rising. All right, get ready for that door to open That's and right. that fan to turn on. Here we go. That's right. All right, guys, we're we signing out. We got to cool off the boys. Peace. Later. <laughs>